Greetings! Welcome to Act Natural, the D&D podcast where players from across the world explore two sister campaigns set in the same homebrew world. This week's episode features the wild cards. To get the latest updates, find us on Facebook with our name Act Natural, or follow us on Twitter at actnatural underscore dnd. You can also support us by going to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow. More information to come at the break. Now let's hit that intro music and start the show! Last time on the Wild Cards, the party was waking from a long rest and preparing for the peace negotiations between the Dragonborn and Dwarves. Liberté spent time making sure there was a place to talk while the rest of the party headed to Dragon Mages. They found it looted and assisted Kirax, Lunave, and Tantina in cleaning. They discussed what would happen next to the shop and bought a few items from them. Kirax pulled another magic card from the deck, turning ethereal. He loved this very much. The group of four then found a private place for Alexander to resummon Charles. Alexander had another vision of his home and of a man shouting. He backed away, not wanting to interact, and fell into a hole before exploding into a storm of ice. Charles eventually reappeared with a new ability to turn into a magical tattoo. Meanwhile, Liberté had been entertaining the Dwarven and Dragonborn parties as the rest of his party had been late. He began with a grand speech, and soon the two sides were talking. Fenella made demands, as did the clan master. Eventually, the party was asked to step away, and the sides began to talk together in depth. Taz momentarily interrupted their progress, but overall things started positively. The party then transitioned to downtime, while the negotiations continued over the next few weeks. Everyone split into various activities. Liberté made numerous potions of healing and spoke with Vesper. Vesper made purchases, spoke with party members, and summoned her new steed, Wildstep, who turned out could talk. Alexander coordinated with the clan master to perform at the end of the upcoming festival. Jacques drank and helped the citizens. Taz did some unsuccessful research and shopped. At the end of the festival, most of the party assisted at the performance and they were then gathered to receive a number of magic items as well as coin in thanks for their efforts in freeing the cities. They then slept for the night and received a level up. And that is where we are picking up. So as a reminder, Alexander, you have the party inspiration. It is early morning on the 2nd of autumn. I'm sure I'll use it responsibly. You always do. Mm -hmm. So you all are just waking up in your still ramshackled setting within the Bago Axes. Is there anything else you would like to do in Dragon Harbor this morning before setting out? Uh, Yeah, I think a little bit of, I guess, preparation for the road. 
uh, shopping, yeah. um, maybe obtaining some actual horses other than Vespers. Um, oh, and we, we did not settle on a, uh, a phrase or password or passcode or magic word to summon the tent and close the tent. Yeah, so apparently the the tent needs a word that, you know, we would use to open and close it. Um, um, should be something that we all agree on. Shenanigans. I'm good with shenanigans. I'm glad we discussed this but, prior. But, um, but is that the <laughs> word we might say by accident? Gothrak's not with us anymore. Only if we want to shit in again. We can decide on the road, but probably before we first... Well, I, I guess probably before we set out. I, I will say that it's not one of, the, one of those things where if you just say it, it's going to automatically happen, especially if it's in the bag of holding. You would need to have the tent like in your hands and like intentionally say it to trigger the tent. Okay. okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, we say it and the bag of holding just explodes and we're like, oh, not again. <laughs> so how about, how about Alexander then? Why me? We say oh. Alexander? <laughs> feel like it's said a lot, but yeah, sure. Uh, shenanigans is fine. Yep. <laughs> Settled. Done. Alright. Number two. What now? I, I keep keep them coming. <laughs> uh well wanted to get food and some things for the tent. Great, I'll do that. Uh, oh, so okay, so you're coming with me? Yes, I'm guessing we're doing it together. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, Josh, looking for a store that would be selling food. Yep it 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 is not hard to find. Um, I've already I've already basically priced everything out. So to get everything that you sent me, Taz, minus mm -hmm. the trough, it'll it'll run you ten gold. Yeah. Okay. It, um. And then here's a weird one that I didn't send you because it 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 just popped up on my list. Um. A jar of pickling juice. And either an octopus or a squid. And if they don't have it, that's fine. But figured they're here at a seaport and that might be something that they catch. Yeah. Um, let me re-roll. Um, a jar of pickling juice is easy. Like, two, two silver. Two silver? Okay. I mean, on the going rate, that's still very expensive for a jar of pickling juice. It better be top grade, but... Um, it's extra spicy. Yes. They, 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 they do have some fresh octopus that are brought in um, from uh, fishing one of the days that 
um, after they come back. So I, I could say that you could buy the whole octopus for four silver. Fantastic. Now, that was that 10 gold? That was just the food prices, not for the other stuff. Everything in the list that you sent me, minus the trough, was 10 gold. Oh, okay. So I bought um, food for one week, like waxed cheeses, fruits, vegetables, you know, fresher kinds of stuff. Bowls, plates, utensils, cooking pots and pans, and some blankets. Oh, because that can stay in the tent, can it? No. Oh. It, it'll go in the bag of holding, though. So we don't have to get burdened with it. It'll go in the bag of holding. And then... I don't know, I guess uh, a big bowl for the horses to drink out of. Can't carry a trough, but I guess the biggest bowl that I can find that will hit or fit within the bag of holding. It's it's fine. It's not going to be an issue. Okay. <laughs> Ten gold. I love shopping here. I can buy as many things as I want and it'll still only cost me 10 gold. Yeah, like like that's that's stuff that's a, like a lot of people in super realistic games, people like put their foot down and be like, how are you making sure your steeds are drinking? Like, that's not very important to me. Like you guys can figure it out. You're level seven adventurers. I have faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? I mean, I don't know. I'm currently looking at other uses for polymorph on familiars that aren't my own, so... What? Responsible isn't something that I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Remember, polymorph, you can only polymorph something into the same challenge rating. So keep that in mind. I'll work on it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'll find something. <laughs> And then reminding Jacques that he needs to take the create food and water spell or keep that going uh, on our trip. And then I guess Vesper, you and I going to take a look to see if they have any horses for this trip. Yep. I'm okay. an expert now. You, you are. You're the only expert. I, I've never ridden a horse, so this will be fun. Okay. Uh, what type of horses are you guys looking for? I guess just riding horses. Okay. Um, riding horses are 75 gold apiece. Uh, times four, since Vesper doesn't need one. I mean, someone could ride with me, though that wouldn't be very comfortable. Okay, so that's 300 gold. Okay. Um, and then I guess I ask the person to, well... We don't all need horses, though. We can just get, like, two in a cart. 
That's actually a better question for Josh. Like, I don't think we've quite traveled like that before. How necessary is it that we have mounts? I mean, you, you don't have to get mounts if you don't want to. It's, that's up to you guys. And the... the um, um, what am I trying to say? Your Your travel distance would only be impacted if you're riding and riding at a fast pace. I because horses still have the physical limitations that you all do while walking. Right, but they, we would still be able to ride them faster than we are able to walk. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if that, from, from a travel tra pace standpoint, though, that's not true, right? Which. Which part are, 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 you, are you questioning? I'm, I'm, I'm confused now. Taz is saying that if we have mounts, we can move faster on our journey. You could only move faster if you were riding them at a fast pace. If you're riding them okay. at a normal pace, you would still go the same, the same distance in a day. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. I feel like you would be able... No, they're horses. They still have physical limitations. Because because normally riding with like horses, you're supposed to like ride them, walk them, and then get off them for like equal amounts of time. So it doesn't speed you up any because of that. Yeah, yeah. the The only way that that like I said, the only way that you actually gain time is riding at a fast pace, and riding over a fast pace over a significant extended period of time will definitely give your horse exhaustion. Yeah. But it allows us to carry more stuff beyond the bag of holding if we, like, raid some tomb full of gold bars or something. Are we planning that? The, the one thing, though, is when we hit the desert, the cart wouldn't be able to travel. The horses would, but the cart wouldn't. Depends I mean, on the horses probably can't do much either. Yeah. They're not, they're not all-terrain vehicles, so... Well, well, Josh had suggested camels, though, before. I don't know if anybody said that tonight. Camels would be fine. Yeah, which means they were buying horses, then camels. Yeah, uh, at asking around, um, just to kind of get some information before you guys leave, you, do, you guys are told that the quickest route to Arduru overland is going along the coast to Moonam, which is on the other side of the Gulf of Moons, and then north to Sands Cradle. And in Sands Cradle, people will often rent or buy mule, uh, not sorry, mules, camels or uh, guides across the desert. And I didn't... What was the name of the second town? Sands Cradle. Sands. First place was Moon Town, Moonum, Moonum. Okay. M O O N U M. Okay. Moon Town sounds amazing. I just I just made something up. I knew there was a moon in there. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you want to fix the carriage then, or did you want to leave it as is? I don't 
know what the point is. Buying fewer horses. How? Is well, there, we like, couldn't fix the carriage, get two horses, and then we're like we're clear. But we don't. I don't know. If we need them, considering we're looking at getting camels. And I don't know if you take a cart with camels. It's different. Different mileage on those babies. <laughs> no, the wheels would sink in the sand. I don't think it's and not be able to get a whole lot of traction. ATV wheels. I don't mm. want a used camel. Give me a baby. <laughs> you get some big tires for the. Okay. Um, how the how much would it cost to get a cart? Like. A, a regular cart or regular fixing bird, or cart. fixing Berdalas. A a very a very standard two wheeled like like you know like three foot by six foot cart is fifteen gold. To fix Berdalas, because it's much more intricate with the wheels, it would probably cost you around fifty gold. But this won't work in the desert. Uh, it 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 could. It, it just might get, slow like, you. Tank treads. It, it would pretty much. It would probably just slow you down a little bit. Like people do still like take caravans across deserts and stuff. It's just difficult. Right. Do we need a? Okay. So why do we need a cart? What's the reason? Uh, you we guys haven't had one before. Are used <laughs> to walking. <laughs> I mean, maybe you guys are. I am definitely, but I also have a horse, so. This is going to be a constant thing, yeah. isn't it? I just thought, <laughs> yeah, that it might be, you know, a way to travel longer per day. Mm, I, just don't, but... I just don't know if it is, and I'm... I mean, unless Josh's rules are wrong, I can look up the, the horse rules, but it... Because you you can't just ride them all day. Like you got to no. get off and and. Oh, walk. I know. Okay. You're using yeah, and I guess to to, to Vesper's point, you know how used to a full walk to get to Moonham. I mean, Josh, are you saying the only the the, the the only benefit to having creatures in a wagon would be um, the fact that we could move at a fast pace and bring more stuff. Are those the only benefits? The o the only benefit would really be that you could bring more stuff. Okay. And and you guys wouldn't be like physically walking. So like you know if at the end of the day you wouldn't be. You won't. You wouldn't get exhausted, quote unquote, at the end of the day if you walked. But you, your bodies would be much fresher if you took horses or rode in the back of a cart. But there's no, um, and that that could matter if we took real like game exhaustion too. Then, for any reason, it would make traveling harder. It, um, walking, yes, but like. I'm 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 trying to figure out how how to say this in a way that makes sense in my head. Like that there is no disadvantage to walking other than having less less poundage available to carry. Okay. I get it. 
Alright, I, I mean, I'm perfectly fine with saying, okay, yeah, let's get stuff, but we've got to be prepared for these things to die. So just don't buy rations, I guess. You <laughs> save money on that. I'm, I, I'm just saying, we, we care an awful lot about Alexander's cat, and since we've known him, he's died at least twice. So... I mean, yeah, I agree. How long is the trek to Moonham? Moonham is about two and a half days, and then uh, Moonham to Sands Cradle is also about two and a half days. It was 14 days total. Um, I think I said two and a half weeks. So, okay, so two and a half, two and a half, followed by 12. Well, rem remember a week here is six days. Oh, okay. <laughs> two and a half weeks, then it's 15 days. So ten days at the end. That's that's my guesstimate for for um, the desert. Like the the, the the actual the actual distance. If it was regular, you know, not like just a regular road, it would probably maybe seven six to eight it would be six to eight depending on how quickly you travel but i'm guesstimating travel in the desert you know staying out of the sun at uh, the peak times stuff like that so i'm at a point where i vote we let taz decide what we're doing oh, lovely okay anybody um, else have a vote <laughs> i mean I'm good. I don't think we. I think we need. I don't think we need it for this part anyway. But maybe yeah. we could make the decision on the next two towns, depending how we go. So. Okay, that's not a bad idea. We can see how the walk is and see how our muscles feel and see if we get blisters and stuff by the end of the two and a half days to Moonham, and then make yep. the decision there. Okay. Let's take turns taking the horse. And then when we get to Moonham and we find out whatever's fucked up there. And then we're water some horses. Do we think there's something super fucked up there? I mean, where have we gone that hasn't been super fucked up? You know what? You're right there. Yeah. I went to a bar one day and then it's been nonstop fucked up towns ever since. I think I think drinking is actually. The, the last town was okay. It was just that it was slightly out of the town where there were snake people. Like, we stopped that being a problem. So I, I think we're okay there. Wasn't there like there was a rumor that there was a dragon, though, too? I yeah, mean, don't yep. worry about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't see it, it didn't happen. It's not a big deal. The world is a crazy, crazy place. <laughs> okay, so then we will pet the horses vesper and then we will politely leave and we will then walk to moonham and or sands cradle and you know figure out if we're tired or 
sore or whatever and if we'll need to buy camels or getting on a caravan that's going to Adoru. And and what time of day do we travel? Probably early. Well, in the desert, yeah, as much out of the sun as possible. But yeah, so right now it's just normal, normal traveling time during the day. How many moons does this world have? One. And how frequently is it out at night? Um, the the cycle is similar to our our in real world moon. That's no moon. You're right. This pl- this plane has no moons, but it does have a Death Star. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the entire material plane is about to go. <laughs> that, that's the end game, right there. Like that's right. the, the last thing to, we have to do. We have to destroy the moon. Once we run out of talents, it's like, what else could be messed up in this world? And then we look up, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you wanted to find a star jammer. It's got a yeah, face you, like, a, like an ocarina. You guys thought this was a fantasy setting. Nope, we're going sci-fi here in like 10 sessions. Just wait. <laughs> Yay! I've already got the lightsaber. Yeah. And it does use the force damage. <laughs> does it? Is there anyone you guys would like to say goodbye to before leaving? Uh, the, I guess Kurax at Dragon Mages, yeah. but we would pick up yeah, was, uh, pick up the rest I was of the group. Say we go there yeah. and see if they got their stock as well, because you know it never hurts to know if they found their stuff and if we could take it. All we found was the Staff of Power. Okay, so it, it, is there actual RP that you guys want to do with folks, or do you want to just say, like, hey, we're leaving, thanks for everything, bye. Up, see ya, here's a card, last one. Um. I have no RP I wanted to do, but I would, but my character would want to say goodbye to, like, all the people. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I'm asking. So you could go around and say your goodbyes, and they, they, they would say goodbye as well. But if there's nothing specific that you guys want to do after getting all your supplies, we can head out. Um, there was one more thing, and I can't remember the guy's name. Was to have uh, Jacques do a sending to the ship captain that brought us here to let him know that things are now safe for coming back for shipping, sort of as a favor to the city, so that they're not sort of blacklisted from. Other cities saying, "Don't go there. It's, there's a war going on." It's like, "Hey, hey the war is over." Basson. Captain Basson. Ah, Correct. Okay. Uh, and and Jacques could have done that in the downtime couple of weeks. You would have been able to find him mostly drunk in a bar, and convinced him to send a sending to Captain Basson that was mostly slurred and partially common. So <laughs> that. That could have been accomplished already. <laughs> on, on the third attempt, we finally get it. Come on, buddy. And that's it. Well, I'm good, yeah. Can, can we see the world map, Josh? Uh, you can. 
I was going to move us there once we started traveling, so it's just good oh. <laughs> You mentioned a few places I hadn't heard of before, so I was having trouble picturing it in my head. It's, there. It's, um, it's, it's also like the DM is inventing places as they become necessary. That's irresponsible. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Awesome. You don't have this all planned out, man. So, all right, so going where? so then trying to remember directionally, then the bar is somewhere between Somewhere wasn't between. it northwest of Dunalan? That's what I thought. So we might hit it on the way from Sands Cradle. It, it was west-ish. West-ish of Dunalan. Yeah, but it's probably like a day, right? Like it's not Sands Cradle far. Um. Yeah. You you, you guessed it was two to three days, or at least you oh, you were un, you you were you were unconscious for two to three days. So you're not well, the sure. distance between Doodle and the Sands Cradle looks to be about two to three days. Um, it would be it would be probably four or five. Okay. Yeah, each e each square is roughly two to three days between uh, depending on the terrain. So, damn it, another item that I can't check off my or uncheck or check off my checklist. Okay. All right, so then what, off what, to what's Moon. the hat? What, uh, the, the bar, the bartender, not the bar. Uh, no, you don't burn down a bar just because the bartender's a shithead. You just kill the bartender. Mm. We've done worse. I've uh, sorry, I've done worse. I tried to stab a child at one point. It was wild. At some point, we've got to do ascending to Captain Bacardi. All right. Is, are we ready to set out then? We yeah. are ready. Yeah. Okay. Road trip again. So around mid-morning, getting up towards Sun High, you all finally gather up at the Desert Gate in Audaru and just kind of take a deep breath. Look around yourselves. Most of you on foot. Vesper on the back of Wild Step. And begin to walk across the bridge and out into the plains. And as you head out of Dragon Harbor, for the original party members, after exactly two months together today, you know that you have all successfully prevented much harm and hopefully created some true good in the world. You stride away from your newly created city towards the Watakan deserts. Was I the only one that did an outfit change? Oh, I got one. Mine's the same. It's pretty much good for everything. Unless we're in the desert, but you know, we'll deal with that then. Yeah, along the way, I, I now have mask of many faces, so I'm I'm practicing all different looks and impersonations, and you know, asking you know if this is good or if this looks okay, including people like Carver, you know, and others that I've I've seen just to practice. All of you get a little bit of PTSD as you suddenly see Lieutenant Carver 
walking amongst your party. Nope, nope. Get it out. Get it away. Demon. I just, I wanted to read off my, my costume change quick, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I, I went for like a desert outfit. So I got a, a red, yellow, and orange schmog, um, uh, which are the colors of Lyra. And then white tunic, again, desert. But then over top of that, a sleeveless white and brass cloak. That's it. I just wanted to say that. So that's from Sam's cradle on? Right now you're... Nah, I'll, I'll have changed already. Okay. It's one of the benefits of not being able to wear armor. Yep, I can wear whatever I want. Yeah. Okay, you guys continue along your journey. Is there anything you all would like to discuss as you walk? So what are we doing with Gothrak's head? I mean... I had some ideas. Uh, I'd love to hear them. Well... I, I've read that, you know, and I don't know if this is his tribe, but some customs are, you know, to, to honor, you know, one of the fallen is to gild their skull. So have it oh. like gilded by like a silversmith and then you can do, you know, like carvings or stuff into the silver so we could maybe get his original lion and lamb tattoos that sounds cool as hell but i don't know if that's what he wanted we did originally have a plan with this didn't we we didn't just take his head for no reason out of character darby thinks that's cool as fuck oh Okay, <laughs> but I don't. I think he I mean, didn't. Didn't he tell you though that he wanted like some sort of tattoos or whatever? No. Oh, okay. He, he said in his letter that his head need to be brought to his homeland and then given to his people or something along the lines to that. Yeah, that's what I thought we were doing. Yeah, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. At some point, it's not our most urgent um, errand that we need to run, but um, I, I suppose um, Jacques just keeps casting the spell on it every, what was it, seven to ten days or something like that? Um, it's every ten uh, days, so. Yeah, and and and... I'd already made the decision, like, so you guys don't have to worry about it if you don't want to, that it's just done behind the scenes. So. Oh, I was going to buy, like, those those scarab beetles in a jar and, you know, let them, you know, devour his flesh off of the skull. And, what are you doing? Uh, what? <laughs> I was watching some archaeology shows. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and I guess you know we just continue to 
chat and move along until we get to close to either being exhausted or before sundown to try and find you know suitable place to you know put up the tent mm -hmm. um i would want to talk to liberté a little bit as we're journeying so hi <laughs> hello what's going on uh, I was wondering do you remember when we were on the boat and I said I would help you experience all life that has to offer you know yes right I haven't forgotten that we just kind of got into a thing Yes. Okay. So, is there anything that you can think of that you would want to do? Hmm. Um. You don't have to answer now, but just like something to think about. I do have a list and she like takes out a piece of paper and there's like maybe th three things on it right now. Okay. I'm I'm trying to come up with a list to get all this done. Um, and of the three items, how many are crossed out? Uh, one. <laughs> one of them's crossed out. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, at some point, maybe, I would like to gamble? Okay. That's a fun one. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh... I've never had anything to gamble with, so... Isn't something I would have done. Oh, I used to do it with, like, rocks and stuff I just found around. You know, when you're a kid, you just... Learn these things. Oh, I did it with candy. Yeah. There's a huge market for that. Huh. And actual money that I got from places. <laughs> from places. There's yeah. a uh, huge, huge market for that in the Watakan preschool system? Yes. I mean... Listen, when you're poor, you want candy. Like, you're not gonna, like... No, when, when you're rich, you want it, too. Like, it's... That, it's yeah, probably. You would know I, that, right? But I will... Yeah. I will think on other things that I would like to do. I very much appreciate you asking. Yeah, no problem. I, um... What, what, what are your thoughts on, uh... This is not, don't get the, don't take this the wrong way. It's not me. But what are your thoughts on things of a romantic nature? Oh, that's where this is going. Uh, I, I think I'm mostly trying to figure out myself right now. 
Okay, I'm just saying you. I could I could set you up with someone. If that just to like see what it's like. I appreciate that. Maybe someday, but for now I think I need to figure myself out. Okay, all right. Totally get it. And like behind the back, I write date question mark. <laughs> Just saying, I would totally play an Oath of the Wingman Paladin, even though I've never played a Paladin in my life. (laughs) No, 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 no. See that that is the that is the Paladin who starts out as a bard and then realizes that he can't sing or play any instruments. (laughs) So yeah, no, he's. Like he, if he sees someone, you know, shooting their shot, he he has to help them. That's that's his. Oh. I mean, Vesper yeah. has already done this for someone else. So like, <laughs> sure, why not? All right, oh, that's God. that's good. I, I need to actually say things that I type sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you do. So, has anybody experienced the joys of cooking before? Not, not me, never. Oh, this is going to be a fun dinner. I think Liberté will have cooked before, but I wouldn't say he's any good at it. Yeah, Taz worked in the kitchen, but it was mostly dishes and stuff. So he's seen a few things, but we'll see what I roll to pull out a dinner. I don't think Vesper's cooked, like, at all. We'll let Jacques taste it. Yeah. Yeah. As you all travel along, it starts getting past Sun High and into the middle of the afternoon. I would like one of you to go ahead and roll a d10 for me, please. I'll do it. I've already done it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Ooh, lucky number seven. To okay. be fair, I did wait. I'm like, no one said anything. I'm like, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> seven giant scorpions. Oh. <laughs> all right. You all are traveling along the main road. You haven't passed too many individuals, and um, one thing to um, retcon, because I had it in my notes and totally forgot to say it before you left. Um, Before you actually left, either the night before or this morning, um, a representative from the Clan Master would have come to you uh, and asked that if you do go to Adoru, and speak to someone of importance, that you inform them of what occurred and that the two cities will be sending joint emissaries in the future to negotiate and talk over what the next steps are. Uh, Additionally, they ask that if you run into any of their scouting parties looking for individuals who fled the initial attack, for you to let them know that the situation has passed and it is safe to return. Simply give them a morale boost. See if they can find anybody else. 
as they have not had many returnees yet. Okay, easy enough to do. And that was it. <laughs> it's literally the second thing in my notes, and I totally forgot to do it. So, retcon. As it gets towards sunset, you all are trotting along. Uh, everyone go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. I get to do those at advantage now. Yes, you do. It doesn't matter which, because I got a plus zero, but you know. Ooh. Six. I got a 16. Ooh, 19. See, that's why you get advantage. All right. 6, 6, 16, 21 for Jacques, and a 19 for Vesper. Um, Liberté, Jacques, and Vesper all notice it as you are rounding one of the bends um, towards the right side, so towards where the gulf is, in one of the nearby crags, um, probably around half a mile or so off above the tree line that's nearby, you do see what look to be three large carvings into the, into the side of one of these crags. They look to be some sort of totem poles. Ooh. Should we head over there and look at them or? Well, there's no giant ball of yarn here, so apparently we're—that's the tourist destination. So let's let's look at them. Yeah, I go over there. <laughs> okay, you all uh, turn off into the tree line and head over towards the base of this crag. Getting up to them, um, you notice that there are three separate carvings carved into this crag. Um, there are two on the sides that are um, level in height. And then there is a center one that is probably about 15 feet above it. And from bottom to top, they are probably about 30 feet high. They look fairly old as a number of the pieces of them are weathered. So like some bits have fallen off. There's some cracks and just general um, rain and... Uh, Erosion has uh, etched away some of the stone, but there do uh, appear to be different uh, animal symbols on them. Can we tell what kind of animal? Uh, there appears to be um, various combinations of eagle, bear, deer, hawk, wolf, cat. Different Horse. animals like that. Uh, there, there, yeah, there's a horse one. Yeah! Okay, that's good. And these are just generally on the totems, but not the actual sort of central representation? I don't understand your question. Uh, so normally, well, totem poles have like a central face or, or or theme to it you know it may have many animals and things but then sort of at the top it has ah. something else 
the the farther up you look, you actually notice that towards the very top, it actually appears that there are sections that have already been almost completely eradicated. So as you look up towards the weathered top of this crag, you can tell that these three totems were each probably probably 15 to 20 feet taller at one point. But over time, they have just been weathered down to what you see today. Okay. Would I... Would I have read anything about, like, peoples that would have done these kinds of carvings? Like a history check? Uh, sure, go ahead and make a history check. Natural 20. Okay. Where um, was that you know... last session when I was doing <laughs> research? <laughs> You know that, um, and, and through the research that you've been doing, Taz, you do know that there are um, different aeons to civilization, at least through recorded history. And you know that at certain points throughout history, society has reached differing levels of advancement. So there have been settlers on the various continents throughout the world for, for a long time, but multiple times society has been, experienced some sort of cataclysm that has either uh, pushed it backwards or kind of stopped its progress. There are a number of different ancient societies that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, that, that existed. Um, some were very, um, very heavy into magic and magic-based. Others were very divine-based, based on the gods. Others were neutral somewhere in between on that spectrum. The people who used to reside in this area must have carved these a long, long time ago. So this is more like shamanistic, druidic kind of representation that's, or worship? That's a recent, that's a, that's a logical assumption, yes. Okay. So relay that. This wasn't in the guidebooks. This was in the, the library. Um, but yeah, I guess there's this is so old. It's not like or at least there shouldn't be anything that we're, you know, disturbing along the way. Okay. Is there anything cool about it or just? I think it's pretty cool just in general. I mean, there's a lot of different animals up there on that wall. Including a horse, the noble horse. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. I think the only thing really cool about this is the fact that it's survived, you know, thousands of years here. Um, far older than probably any of the cities on this continent. Okay, cool. <laughs> There's no like trap door leading to a secret underground cavern with 
many dangers and peril. If anything, they'd probably transform into, you know, this giant monster beast kind of thing to attack us. For Ah, that'd be cool too. You can certainly look for something, Vesper, if you want. I will. Okay, make an investigation check. Yeah. If she looks around for that, I'd look too. Okay. Uh, you can either make your own or assist her. I'll make my own. Okay. Yeah, make your own. Ten. Nine. You guys spend about 10 minutes or so just kind of walking around the general area where where this crag is, where it meets the dirt, looking for hidden entrances, illusions, uh, sections in the ground where it, it doesn't seem natural. You don't find anything that looks out of place. Okay, it's just old. All right, enough of a break for today. Shall we try and find where where is the sun right now, Josh? How close to sundown are we? Uh, you've probably got another hour or so of light. Uh, then do we want to travel about a half an hour and then um, start setting up the tent while it's light and then get ready for splitting up the watches and stuff after dinner. When you say start setting up the tent, you mean take it out of the bag of holding and say shenanigans? Correct. But then there are things for cooking and all the other stuff that we have to, so I have to empty the bag of holding of the plates and all the bowls and everything else that I bought. Okay. Maybe we need the hour then. The kitchen, the kitchen doesn't come with any of that stuff? Didn't say no. in the item description, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it did, it did not it has, running, pans or it has running plates water. Or anything. Yes, it does. Um, so, Vesper, that's do you do you want to camp here in the shadow of these ancient totems, or do you want to move away a half an hour? So, if they are haunted or come to life, that we at least have a half an hour head start. I mean. If they come to life, isn't it better just to face them head on? Okay. Why would they come after us specifically? We've disturbed them by our talk of nonsense. I don't think <laughs> ghosts work like that. I mean, we can't be the first ones. <laughs> then we'll set up the tent here and cross our fingers. So I, I take the take the bag with the tent in it out of the bag of holding, find a, a spot 
and move away from it and say, who'd, who'd like the honors? Uh, I mean, Alexander passed out. He's like taking a nap right now. It's um, a long walk. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. So you have it all set up. It's on the ground, away from us, on the flat okay. surface or as flat as we can find. Okay. Shenanigans. Uh, it, in a in a brief whirl of movement, the tent jumps out of its storage sack and immediately folds into and lands on the ground a what looks to be seemingly ordinary camping tent. And what is the predominant like color here, Josh? Is it like plains or foresty rock like gray rock what is the predominant color you passed a small grove of trees on the way by so like the rocks around you are like brown tannish but if you went back into that small copse of trees it would be mostly green brown and undergrowth greens okay so I guess we will set the color to brown. Okay, you can do that once you get into the kitchen, but uh, okay. let me go ahead and move you to the map. Okay. It is towards the bottom. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'd go probably and check out. I guess this is a. These are doors. Here, yes, they are. Here, there are three doors. Yep, three doors. Oh. Okay. All you right. Want to go in that one first, test. Yep. Okay. Um, you open the door and find a bedroom. Oop. Disappeared. Oh, there it is. Nice. Did it work? Yep. It popped up and then it disappeared. Now it's there. Okay. Cool. Must have took a second. Oh, these beds have blankets. Is that bad? No, I bought extra blankets, but I guess that's not bad. I'll come down. Um. So the fire is going josh or do we have to start yes, the fire is. oh okay there, there there is already a fire going and curiously it does not look like there are any logs burning but there is still a fire going hmm. i haven't decided if i like that or not <laughs> it looks like there's one of those um psychiatrist couches <laughs> is it a it's a fainting couch Okay. Found the kitchen! Onto the couch. This is nice. Vesper, did you want to look out the other door? 
Uh, yeah, I'll crawl over the couch. I'm like jumping all over the place, like when you get to a hotel and you just. <laughs> I don't know if everyone else does that. Um... <laughs> is there a mini bar? No. Yes. There is not. Found another room. Lots of desks. Wait, where's the bathroom? All around you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside the tent. Nice. Okay, so in the kitchen, there's a table, a stove, and a sink. Correct. Okay, so I will take the bowls and plates and utensils and stuff and put them on the table. Pots and pans on the counter next to the stove. Um, use the running water in the sink to wash the grime and dirt of the road off. windows like can i actually look out them yes they are windows and they would give you the actual view of that direction from the tent is it possible to see in from out um based on what you saw when you were outside the tent it just appears to be an ordinary camping tent okay i'm gonna go back out and look to see if i can find a window to look in just to do okay it. Make a perception check. Dirty 20. Okay. Give me one second here. That's not what I want. That's what I want. Okay. Liberté, you exit the tent. So you're up in the very top left, Liberté. I see. And you walk around the tent where you think it should be for probably about 10 minutes or so. You don't find any trace of the inside. I'm going to like slap at the outside of the tent. The walls inside, are they stone like that? Or is that just the picture? That That's what it appears to be on the inside. Okay. I want to go go over to where the kitchen would be and start like poking on the wall and, okay. and go Taz can you hear me you go over and start poking at the canvas of the tent and it's cloth like a regular tent you shout this out to Taz no response I'll go back in and go to Taz and ask him if the wall was being poked. How do you poke a wall? These are these are. Oh, well, maybe these are fake. But with, I with your see, finger. Well, I didn't. How would I tell? I'm looking around for the switch, Josh. For the. Yeah, it's it's easy to find. You find it and can okay. switch it to whatever you want. 
So is it color coded on the wheel? Uh, yes. Okay. So then I will change the tent color to brown. Okay. So we sort of blend into the surroundings. And then I will, I guess, begin to uh, begin to take out the meats and stuff that I bought and attempt to make dinner. Oh, you help? I was gonna offer help, but like, dude. Well, you can either help by helping or pointing out if I'm doing something wrong. I'm not an expert. Like, I've made eggs. That's really That's... it. Okay. I mean, uh, Ward kind of did the cooking, if any at all. Was it good cooking, or...? It was uh, on the road cooking, so. Hmm. Okay. It was all right. I, I'll volunteer to help. Okay. I can cut stuff. So while we're in here, I show them. I guess it's somewhere up here. The the dial to change the tent color. So the tent can be red, blue, green, yellow, orange, purple, pink, brown, black, or white. Can you like keep just twisting the dial and make it go like multicolored? Like, I guess you can, but I don't want to break it. <laughs> that. My luck hasn't been good. So. We, we know that the tent is bigger on the inside than the way it looks. So are we not where we thought we were right now? Like, are we on a different plane? Have we gone someplace? I'm trying not to think about it, because I feel like I might uh, pass out if I do. There are chairs here to sit down, so you don't have to actually pass out and fall onto the floor. But I have... And there, there is a fainting couch. I was... I was being sarcastic or metaphorical. Okay. I don't know which. <laughs> my, my, my point was, as far as keeping watch, it can't be done from inside at all because you can't hear what's going on outside from inside. And then also, if like a creature like put his mouth over the door, we wouldn't be able to get out. That's a Why big would a creature. creature put... Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> These are, I mean, we're out in the crazy world right now. We need to think about these things. What creature's gonna come up and try to eat our tent? That's a great question. I'll let you know. I will write this down and I will let you know when it happens. Okay, but why would it happen right this instant? Like, tonight? Well, it wouldn't happen tonight unless those totems turn into... Uh, did, you, did you guys just hear a totem? I did not hear a totem. I must have I been imagining not. it. Yeah, I think, Liberté, you're right. This is some sort of extra-dimensional space. 
So on the outside, it's a canvas tent. And inside, this looks like a fortified, safe house. And, well, it's got a magical fireplace to keep us warm, a magical sink to provide running water and fill our water skins up. And it's got a magic stove, which I don't know if it improves the cooking, but, you know, here's hoping. Um, and a place to sleep, so... I'm just saying that, like, we can look out the window and we can see what's out there, but I was calling out to you and you couldn't hear me. So I don't know if this is, like, the Dragon Mage's place that was, like, bigger inside than it was out. Or if we're actually someplace else, if we were, then how come we can look out the window? I mean, so I don't it know could a be lot that we're it could be that we're in between real world magic. Okay. It's like, maybe it's sort of like a turducken where we're just sort of like... A turducken? <laughs> Hold on, can you finish the sentence, I'm writing this down. <laughs> it's a, like, there's something inside that you weren't expecting. <laughs> Wrapped around another thing that you weren't expecting? Yeah, this is just like a surprise built in a surprise. <laughs> All right, she doesn't get to cook. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I still think, yeah, maybe we need to take a watch and that person can stand at the entrance to the tent or sit at the entrance to the tent. I don't know. But I can, I'm all right with doing that, honestly. No, we'd all have to share so that we can all get some rest. Um, so you hear Alexander call from the living room about turduckins. <laughs> I mean, what if I didn't tell you it was a turducken and you just started eating it and then you got to the duck and then the chicken. Right. But you didn't have any chicken, so it's a guana. Yeah. And that's not the same thing. <laughs> That's the surprise. I disagree, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll take out the food. I I bought some spices and stuff. Pots and pans. We'll we'll do a a roast, not a turducken. And I've never had a turducken, but <laughs> is the tur a pterodactyl? No, that starts with a P. Never mind. Um, all right, pterodactyl. so uh, this is a survival check, Josh. If you want, I wasn't going to make you roll for it, but if you really want to, I will. No, I don't. I don't want to poison anybody. No, please okay. do. 
you you make dinner. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Let's figure out watch and go to bed. I got a merit badge in cooking. Yay. I I just thought of something. Um, so I'm assuming Wildstep's still outside the tent, right? Yes, he is. Can I communicate with him from in here? I will say yes. Okay. So, yep, magic's weird. Don't understand it. Good, let's go. I'm gonna do. I want to do one more test. I want to go outside and cast message to somebody inside. You know, Vesper. Can you hear me? Uh, I hadn't gotten this far with the tent. To be completely okay. honest, you're kind of breaking right. my mind a little bit. Right. Uh, so you can give us the answer next time. My, my, my point is, if I'm on watch inside, but I don't want to, like, run in or, like, give a warning if I can cast message, like, that'll be important later. Maybe. That's all. Um, you don't have to decide right now. Yeah, just Or, or he's breaking his brain because he has a surprise for us. <laughs> no. It's just... I will say yes, it works. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Yo, it worked. <laughs> that's the response. Yeah. All right, I come back and say, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> that's traditional salubing greeting. And, and and for the record, Liberté, if you actually stand closer to the mouth of the tent and were to yell mm-hmm. in, they would be able to hear you. It's just that you were, like, far away from the mouth of the tent, so... Right. Okay. So... Uh... I've already done the dishes, because I have training in that. Josh, we do think... There's two, two watches? That's all you do, right? That's all I'll make you do, yeah. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Which I'm very curious which room is going to be designated as the girls' room and which na- room is going to be designated as the guys' room. I mean, I don't think Vesper cares much. No, you guys could all sleep in the same room. I'm fine with that too. There's 16 beds, too. I mean, it's up to the guys whether they're comfortable with it. <laughs> Does Jacques um, canonically snore? I thought there was something about that. Wasn't there? I'm making that up. I, I might be thinking that just because of one of the times he was like passed out drunk and maybe Josh said he was snoring or something. I, I don't remember offhand. We can ask him yeah, next time. Ask him. If he snores, I want to be in a different room. <laughs> Fair I think we all would be. <laughs> Jacques just wakes up alone the next morning. Everybody's <laughs> gone. Instead of boys and girls, it's Jacques and everybody else. 
All right. Is there anything else you folks want to do before going to bed? Mm, got the watches figured out. Uh, know where we're going tomorrow. And anything else we're forgetting? Oh, dinner was... Was it... Tolerable? Decent? Or like... Was it, Josh? <laughs> Oh, now you are going to make guys. Yeah, roll for it, dude. I have advantage because Liberté was helping. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> sure. Uh, this, this, this would be a dexterity check. Oh, I was about to roll survival. Okay. Uh, dexterity check. All right. Nineteen. Oh. There you go. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was actually surprisingly good. Did I do better? I debated be go ahead, Josh. No, I was gonna say I debated between intelligence and dexterity, but fuck it. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe also wisdom, because like I don't know, grandmas are wise. They know how to cook. Man, I, don't I don't think any of you are proficient in cook's tools. Nope. nope. So. Okay. Um, okay. The only thing I do before going to sleep, Josh, is kind of drawing out those rings from my visions just in case I ever need to show somebody what they look like rather than describing it. So I just draw them in a, a book and reference just that they're like different colors and stuff and then attempt to go to sleep. Okay. It is very warm and cozy in here. You all quickly find sleep. Uh, whoever's taking first watch, go ahead and make a perception check. Perception. Got an 11. Actually, that, that's a good point. We should have just asked Jordan which skill we th he thought it should be. <laughs> yeah, he is the... Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm a smart person, so... Jordan, you can make the call when you're back. Uh... Liberté, are you outside the tent, inside the the mouth of the tent? Oh, I'm outside. I'm assuming the weather is temperate. Okay. Um, we are into fall now, so it is getting kind of chilly in the evenings, so you have to like pull your cloak around you a little bit as the wind kind of whips through, but for the most part, it's, it's not too terrible. You just watch the clouds go across the sky overhead. Nothing really happens during your watch. Um, fine. I'd go in and wake up Vesper for her watch. All right. Perfect. Vesper's I'll... just chilling, chilling in the living room, not even in bed. Are we supposed to be in bed? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I being just a assumed. Dick. I'm being a dick. Stop it. Um, yeah, I'll do the watch. 
But is Uncle Jacques asleep on the couch, drunk or something? Uh, I, I I will say that Jacques is asleep on the couch, but he's not drunk. Um, I'll head out of the tent. I don't need to stay. So. Okay, Vesper stands guard outside the tent. Wildstep is probably about thirty feet away, just kind of standing. Hey, bud. Watch. Hey. So. You've been alive for, like, a couple days now, right? I I think I've been on this plane for a couple days. Okay, on this plane, how are you liking it? I mean, it's pretty nice. You've fed me some food, which is great. And, And we've been, like, traveling around. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I I did that a lot, uh, pretty much a lot large portion of my life, so I really like it. Oh, what 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 did what was your life like before you met me? Oh well, I was traveling with these guys for a while. Um, oh, that, that's cool. Yeah, and then before that, there was another group, and then before that, there was my mentor Ward. She and I guess there's even longer before that. I have been on this plane for quite a while. Were those people nice to you? Some were, some weren't. Well, let's go find the ones that weren't and kick them in the head. I actually kind of like the sounds of that, but uh, no, I can't. Can't do that. Nope. That's, Why not? That's that's something that old me would do. I I can't do that. Well, if you don't want to, I can't make you. But that also means you can't do it too. Oh, I, I'm up for whatever you want to do. If you if you want me to kick someone in the head, I'll kick him in the head. If you don't want somebody to kick me in the head, I won't kick him in the head. Okay. Uh, do you want to kick someone in the head? Only if you want me to. That's a good answer. Okay, I like that. Okay. I'll give him a sugar cube because I bought one gold's worth of sugar cubes. I don't know how much that would be. Um, <laughs> a lot of sugar. Yeah, that's, I was going to say you need life. the va- you need the bag of holding for that. <laughs> nope, I have so much sugar. I didn't know. I was like, uh, one gold, perfect. And oh, I will oh do my gosh. Oh, this shit. Mm, it, it delicious. Mm, mm, more, mm, more of those, please. I don't want to give you too much because I feel like that would be unhealthy. Even if you are a magical whore. We'll test it out. Don't worry. All right. Okay. And go ahead and make a perception check for me. Yep, yep, yep. Nine. Even with advantage. Too busy talking to the horse. Yeah, man. Horse. 
you are so focused on your horse vesper that most of the watch passes while you just you two just converse back and forth you telling him your life story yeah but nothing seems to happen eventually the sun begins to rise and the next morning has come Okay, so um, just a quick breakfast of breads and and cheese and some nuts and dried fruit and get outside and stretch. Make sure everybody's out of the tent. Do, but do we want to test out what happens? I already know what happens. Sure, but... Okay. We'll I'm going to test it out. Okay. I'm going to stay in the living room. Okay. So does everybody else leave with me? Okay. Vesper? Um, are you sure about that, Liberté? I don't want you... It's quite a you know. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Okay. Okay, everyone has exited the tent except for Libre Day, who is still sitting in the living room. Okay. So I take a step back purposely and say shenanigans. Liberté, as you hear Taz say shenanigans, the entire floor around you shakes violently like an earthquake. You are actually bounced up off of the couch a few feet and then land push hard back on. And the entire tent just begins to roll and roil up and down, up and down. And over a period of a couple of seconds, starting with the... Uh, fireplace side of the tent it begins to lift and rise and rise and it begins to create a ramp down towards the door the two rooms in the kitchen actually rise up as well almost like um, kind of a, a snowbank so it turns into like a three-way slide so anyone inside would begin to start sliding out and very quickly as it begins to uh pull upward, you begin to slip and slide on the floor as it has become very slick and slippery all of a sudden, and you begin to whoosh, slide out the front, and just a few seconds later, Liberté, zoom, you zoom out the front of the tent, and it folds up and lands back in the pouch. Well, now we know. As I come flying out, I make that noise that Goofy always makes. You know, like, yeah, Okay. <laughs> okay. He makes a lot of noises. Yeah, I was thinking like it was a fifty-fifty guess at best. <laughs> okay, then I pick up the pouch with the tent and put it back in the bag of holding, and off we go okay. again. You guys head out into your second day of travel. Is there anybody who doesn't have a potion of healing? I do Chuck. not. Uh, I, don't. I also have healing spells, so. I do not. 
I feel like based on past experience, everybody should have at least one regular potion of healing. Um, I made a bunch, so I have five. So, who wants one? I raise my hand. Okay. I raise my hand. Okay, I will hand them out. So I am down to two. Do you need any gold, Liberté, to continue your studies? Um, I feel like all of us spend money in our own way to help the group, so it's fine. Okay, yeah, that's us. Especially Alexander. Specifically His Alexander. acts of generosity are legendary. Quite honestly, he does the most of any of us to make the group money. It's true. I've also lent money at several occasions. I just always get it back. <laughs> okay, as you all travel for this day, I need uh, another person to roll a d10 for me, please. Okay. You continue on your journey throughout the rest of the day. What was a partly cloudy, mostly clear blue sky yesterday is now starting to turn into overcast, dark grays. No rain, but definitely a little bit gloomier than yesterday. You all begin to scooch closer and closer to the coast, following along the path up to Moonham. The noon break comes. Nothing really interesting has happened so far. You're all able to grab a quick snack and take a break before moving on. Towards the middle of the afternoon, you start to enter a more um, rocky area as opposed to the flat plains that you have been experiencing for most of this journey. It's almost kind of like mini hills and mountains that rise up in just towering crags and spires of rock. Go ahead and make a perception check for me, please. Eighteen. I got I got a ten. Oh natural twenty. Nice. Nineteen. Okay, Jacques got a ten. Natural three for him. Um, Vesper, Taz, and Alexander, as you all are walking along one of these small uh, croppings of rock, um, as you are moving along, you pass beside a small crevice that is about five feet wide with about 20 foot high walls on each side and just barely you can make out a a noise yeah it's some sort of noise it's very sharp and very quick but you're not sure what it is if it's a person or an animal or whatever it is Okay, did it sound like it was in distress? 
Couldn't tell. It was too short and too soft. So I don't want to, like, determine our course, but can I get closer? We, we know it's, we know the noise is coming from in front of us, near that, I guess, crevice. I, I didn't hear it, so. Uh, I'm going to get closer. Okay. I'll summon my sword. Okay. Uh, Vesper steps off the path. Are, are you trying to take Wild Step through here, or are you going to leave him near the path? I think I'll dismount and just creep closer. Okay. You dismount, leaving Wild Step um, sort of a little bit off the road, and you kind of start to move through this um, uh, crevice here. And you enter through and start to move a little bit more slowly as you realize that for some reason, the rocks in this crevice are incredibly sharp and pointed. And if you move too quickly, you'll start spiking your feet on these rocks. So very delicately and slowly, you continue along the path. Okay. You get about... Um, I'll say 50 feet in, and it, the crevice just continues. How far away did you hear this? Did, it didn't seem that far off. Oh, hello? You hear it again, Vesper. It, it still sounds a ways off, but... It definitely sounded more like pain this time. Okay. Uh, You're describing a crevice. Is it steep? Uh, so you, you, you have a path that's about five feet wide with about 20 foot walls on both sides. And was the noise closer this uh, time? It, Vesper, it was. Yes, to Vesper, it was definitely louder and more distinguishable. Okay. Okay, I'm going to head towards it, and I'm going to call out, uh, hello? Someone there? Okay. You you call out. What is the light situation in here, Josh? Can we see? It's day. You're, you're, oh. you're not in a cave. Oh, Okay. So we and Vesper is still within my line of sight. If you're keeping up with her, it's it, it's it, it's not a straight path. It like twists oh. and turns. It's, it's like a zigzag back and forth. Uh, the, uh, Vesper, you call out, and and the noise doesn't seem to happen again. Okay, uh, I. I can help if you're if you're hurt. Vesper, do you think it's one of the refugees? I I don't know what it is. They stopped 
making sounds. So, can I, I was going to ask, can I head towards where I think I heard the noise come from and like try to look around? Uh, you can. Okay. Uh, let me, is everyone going with her or, is, or are people hanging back? I was still trying to figure out the terrain. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to keep, not like right with her, but just keeping her in line of sight. So I don't want her disappearing. I'll Did go with to keep within line of sight, you're going to have to stay within like 20 feet of her because the path zigzags back and forth. And if you get a decent distance behind her, you're going to lose eyesight on her. Oh, I'm not liking this, but I'm not liking Vesper going alone. So, yeah, this is, that's what this I'll is do. A, this is a set of walls with that like they're walking in between with the jagged edges. So, um, I think... Um, it, it it it's like a V, and 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 you're walking at the very bottom of the V, and the walls the walls on either side are twenty feet tall. Oh, okay, I'm gonna cast fly on myself and fly up above the top of the wall. Okay. Is there anything to see now that I'm up? Okay. As you fly up Liberté, you are able to kind of see Vesper and Alexander moving through the crevice, and I'll say Jacques is up with you guys as well, because that's what he would do. Um, Liberté, as you're flying up, you can see three uh, movements in the distance. There are three points of movement. And even from a distance, they seem pretty large. How far away from them is Vesper and Alexander? Probably two, three hundred feet. And do I see somebody else hurt that's closer? Not, not immediately. No. And it's still zigzaggy between Alexander, well, the rest of the party, and whatever Liberté is able to see. So I can't. Correct. Shoot at anything. Okay. Okay. So I'll message down to Vesper. Um, I'm seeing three large things, like 300 feet away, but I don't see any hurt people. Uh, how large are the large things? Um, if you put it into a cube, it'd be like 10 by 10. Okay. Probably larger, if you got oh. up close. I oh. thought when you said large, you meant large with a capital L. Sorry, yeah. Um... Even at this distance, they seem um, they seem rather huge. Put it that way, with a capital H. So if it's if it's 
I'll, I'll say humanoid in the sense of two two legs and two arms. I could be looking at giants of some sort. They appear to be humanoid. Okay, so I'm looking at basically could be giants. They might be giants. <laughs> okay. And no hurt person. Okay, I'll. Uh, how far behind is Taz and Alexander and Jock for me? I'm with you, so. Um, oh, okay. Um, Jacques and I are 20 feet behind you to keep you in sight. Okay. Um, Libertad thinks they might be giants. There are three of them at least. But I think if there were giants, that... we'd see them by now. Yeah. It's zigzags. You, you can't see. But I don't think that's what I was hearing. I mean, can I fly ahead more and see, just kind of looking at the... Doing two things, I guess. Looking in the middle of the V to see if I see anybody laying inside, and then also on the lookout for projectiles of a rock nature. Okay. Um... You, you fly closer, Liberté. Are you, like, flying low to, to try to, like, hide yourself, or are you flying up in the open? I I would be, like, a foot above the top. So that that low. Okay. And, and you're trying to be stealthy about it? I would say yes. I'm worried about what I see. Okay, go ahead and make a stealth check, and then make a perception check. Okay, stealth check... 17. Um, Perception. Uh, I got a three. So I'm going to, so I'm going to use that feature um, that we were talking about. Uh, So it's out of Tasha's magical guidance. Um, Let me spend a sorcery point to reroll a D20 on an ability check. Go for it. So now I will perception again. This time I got a 16. Okay. Um, let me see. How do I want to do this? Um, Liberté, I'm going to move you to a map. Oh. All by yourself. Where'd Taz end up, by the way? Are you still at the beginning? Uh, he died way back. No, I'm 20 feet behind Alexander and Vesper. With Jacques. And, and, okay. and they are slowly making their way towards you all. Um, and, and to that point, um, the other four, are you stealthing now that Liberté has informed you of this? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and make can stealth I... checks. Yes, Vesper? Can I stealth and still be on the lookout for people? Ooh. Yes. All right. I'll do that then. Natural 20. Nice. 19. Trying to remember what Jacques' armor is. Uh, I don't think he has... Yeah, he does not have disadvantage. Yep. Straight wrong. Sixteen! Nice. Okay. Um, Alexander is having a little bit of trouble with Charles, who keeps trying to dart off onto the sharp rocks, and you having to stop and catch him 
stop and catch him. Seems really intent to bound away for some reason. Uh, but the rest, but besides Alexander, you all stealthily begin to make your way towards the direction Liberté pointed. Uh, Liberté, you begin to fly closer and closer to those um, uh, creatures that you saw. Um, and as you kind of move around a bend in the rock, um, the, the path begins to widen from five feet to 10 feet to 25 feet. And you start to pass small brush, plants and um, trees. You move into near a uh, small clearing and as you are floating just at the very top of this crevasse, uh, this is what you see. Oh, good. Oh, so we're fine. Okay. And I can, I can see the black token, right? Yes, you can. You can see all of that. Um, so I'm going to... I guess as part of my stealth movement, land, because at this point I feel like being higher up makes me easier to see. And then message back to Vesper, um, stay quiet. There is a person, and there are three giants. Okay, I'll... I'm gonna say, imme I'm gonna say immediately, Vesper, you are out of range. They are not that close Ooh. to you. Okay. So I was more than 120 feet yep. ahead of them? Because they, they are essentially going at half speed unless they want to take damage. So it's going to take them several minutes to get there. That's fine. I'm not going to move. Do you keep trying to message us until we actually then respond? I'll say it's about now that the rest of you finally get Liberté's message. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to... I, I just have to read a spell description quick, if you just give me a second. Um... Ugh, terrible. Um... Yeah, I'll 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 send another message, and say, um, you guys probably have to hurry. I am not fighting them alone, and they're going to kill him. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to hurry, guys. Are you going to rush through this crevasse and break stealth? Uh. I am, yes. So then we yeah. all are. Okay. I will say that you have um, 50 feet. Uh, no, 60 feet of, um, of that spiky area left for you to get across before you get to the area where it's safer. As you rush across, those rocks do begin to jut into your feet, all of you, as you're running across.
15 million points of damage. And how far away from them are you, Liberté? Uh, I don't I gotta see timing here on whether or not I can message you guys that. Um, the four of you each take 17 points of piercing damage as you run across the rocks. Oh, Yikes. Jesus. That's a lot more than I thought it was gonna be. It was 44 for every 30 feet. And Liberté, behind you, you hear the sounds of ching, 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 your party beginning to run. And as you do that, you hear, <coughs> and all of, all of them seem to be getting up and are moving in your direction. So how far am I from the giants? You don't see them yet. And at this point, I think we'll go well, ahead. Yes, Liberty. That we can we can do. Um, I mean, obviously initiative. But once I hear the people coming, and I'm already on the ground, I'm gonna drop my fly and do my once a day invisibility on myself, so that when they look over here, I they won't be able to see me. Okay, I'd say you could do that before, um, but before they look over and spot you. Because yeah, I would want to do that like as soon as I hear the clanking, I would do it. Okay. So, um, Liberté goes invisible as the rest of the party begins to run in. They are You are about 60 feet or so um, away. So at this point, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Actually, it's 9 o'clock. Let's take a break first. Yeah. Okay. Both good. Break first, come back, roll initiative. Hey there, it's Josh, your friendly neighborhood GM. The fan favorite part of our shows may be the sweet silence during breaks, but we do hope that you find the rest of the episode, at the very least, tolerable. If you're one of the poor, unfortunate souls who happen to enjoy our content, then why not consider backing us on our brand new Patreon? This shiny new platform helps us create more and better content for you, our fans. Each level comes with a variety of rewards that will ingratiate you like a warlock warbling before a patron's power. Head on over to patreon.com slash actnaturalshow for more details. Link in the description included. Now back to the show. So, um, how this is going to work, everybody besides Liberté, you are effectively 20 feet back. So, on your turn, if you use 20 feet of movement, you will get to the exact spot you were on on the map. Are we still on the prickly rocks? Or? No, you are no longer on the prickly rocks. Let me get the combat music going here. Jumping into combat and back into the game, you all have heard from Liberté that there are giants about who have seemed to have noticed your presence. Liberté, you are first. You are invisible. Yep. Um, 
So, what I want to do... Yeah. So I wasted my invisibility, basically. I'm going to activate my boots. And... Today's a good day for new spells. The two giants who are next to each other, I am going to cast slow on them. Alright. <clears throat> what is the range there? 120 feet and it's a 40 foot cube. Oh yeah, I think you can get them. Let me just double check. POE here. It's like they're like 70 feet from me, so. Oh yeah, you got them. No problem whatsoever. Alright, what's what save is it? Um wisdom. Wisdom. My uh, DC first, is sixteen. First one is a ten to fail. Second one is a eleven, also a fail. They are both slowed. Hey. And then it gets to make saves at the end of their turns. Right, so half speed, minus two to AC, uh, and dexterity saving throws can't use reactions. And on its turn, it gets an action or a bonus, not both. And regardless of how many attacks it can normally make, if it uses its action to attack, it only gets one. Correct. One attack. Um, and then, I don't know if this is like a corner over here, like I can be like around a corner or something, but I'm going to go right there. <clears throat> you, you could run basically in this direction up here, which okay. would be toward the rest of your party and you would be out of sight. Okay, and how far are these sharp rocks from me? Uh, you would not be able to get to them. Okay, uh, since I've got 60 feet of movement, uh, my party's 20 feet away, you said, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to move the 20 feet back just so that I'm with the rest of the group. After okay. Doing that. Uh, I just come flying up with my fast boots. I slowed two of them, but there's another one up on the ridge. Okay. All right. Alexander, you see Liberty pop into existence in front of you, cast a spell, then turn and run, and mumble something very quickly, which you hopefully understood. I didn't understand it. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to... Hmm, I'm going to move 20 feet up. Uh, what's my movement on this character? Yeah, well, let's move 30 feet up, so. Move up into the bushes here. Uh, do I use Invis on myself now? Could. Um. Yeah. Why not? I'm going to cast Greater Invisibility on myself. Ooh, okay. Alexander goes invisible. And it's a bonus action to activate my sword, right? Or am I misremembering? Uh, it's whatever. I, it out. I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a bonus action, but I can check. Real well, quick. regardless, I've got a spare one anyway, so 
nothing else to do this turn, so I'll, I'll activate my sword, which I imagine will stay invisible with me, even though it is a sword of light. Y so. Yes, yes, it is yeah. invisible, and yes, it is a bonus action. Sweet. All right, well, done. Okay. Uh, that does bring us to the giant's turns. Um, currently, they don't see anyone. Uh, their movement is halved, so these two can only move 20 feet. Oops, back one. That's as far as they can go. Um, and they can only make one attack, so they're each going to chuck rocks at where Alexander used to be. So these are going to be at disadvantage. First one. 22. Oh. Big rock. Yeah, 14 <laughs> and 18. Uh, so, Alexander, you see one of the giants picks up a rock on the ground, whoosh, and hurls it towards you. And um, you are trying, you think you're able to dock out of the way, but you whoosh, move to the side, and it just barely clips your leg for 17 points what? of bludgeoning damage. Like, he can't see me, and then it gets closer. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make a constitution save for concentration. Oh. I'm going to I'm gonna use the inspiration on that. Okay. Party inspiration is getting one. burned <laughs> on a natural one for a concentration check. Hey, you save. You are still invisible. Suck a dick, everyone else. I'm the only one that could be seen right now. I'm not getting caught like this. <laughs> that's that's rock number one, though, right? Yeah, yep. I know. That's why. Here, here is rock number two. We did so much work in the beginning of this fight. Not to get hit by rocks. That's the first thing that happens. Come on. Why? Real funny. There we go. Stop it. 19 <laughs> I got trapped under the other rock. <laughs> no, okay. Cool. Uh, so it's, 28 it's, uh, damage. No, no, 19. 19. Okay. I, I accidentally clicked it twice because it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't I'm like, alright, damn. Um, I'm still on 2 HP, but, you know, at least now I'm, not, I'm alive. Yep, uh, and I need you to make cool. another and concentration uh, save yeah. to try to keep concentration. God. Oh! Which fails. I only just got this spell. Shut up. <laughs> Alexander, you're you, invisible you... before you run up. Well, now you know. <laughs> Alexander, you are just getting over the impacts of the first rock. When you hear it before you see it, wham, you get slammed by another one. You are down to 2 HP now. Uh -huh. There's another um, giant still. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the other one has a movement speed of 40, so he is going to jump down here and then move his remaining 15 this way. Uh, he is also going to lob a rock at you. <laughs> and this one does not have disadvantage. How to lose 60 HP in one second. Let's go. Uh, hold on, actually. I, I, I need to check uh, range here. Yeah, this is like a any percent death speed run after dying last time. Oh. You are just within 
the short range. It is a short range of 60 feet, and you are 60 oh, feet away. Because why would I not be? Uh, <laughs> here it is. 14! Yes! Hang on, let me of course. check that. I'm a bod. 16. The one that does not have disadvantage when you are visible misses. That is so much D&D, I cannot even. So... The third one, Alexander, now that you're no longer visible, you're not overconfident in, in any longer. Uh, you you actually are ready for it and are able to whoosh, dodge out of the way. The rest of the party, you see Alexander get whack, whack, hit by two rocks repeatedly before a third, even larger one goes tumbling by without hitting him. Uh, okay. No biggie, guys. Come on. Uh-oh. Uh, the the two that are slowed get to make their saves at the end of their turn. What what was the DC again, uh, Joe? Sixteen. Oh, Seventeen on. saves. Six. One of them is still slowed. But that is the end of their turn. Vesper. And what a time. Uh- <laughs> what a turn. I'm still in shock after seeing Alexander just get peppered. Uh, Pancaked. Pancaked. Uh, oh boy, did he. Also, here, to, to, to kind of set the scene a little bit, um, uh, as I'm assuming all of you are eventually going to come in here, so I'm just going to say it now. Uh, all of you run around the bend and see three hulking figures in the distance bulbous and mostly hairless they are also full of thick thick muscle the face is humanoid though it seems to be slack and slow across the way you can also see a human man who appears to be hanging from a rock wall upon closer inspection you can tell that he is actually dangling with his full weight borne on one arm slash wrist which is smashed in between a boulder and the side of the crag his body is bruised and beaten, and he appears near unconsciousness as a pile of rocks below him shows that they have been chucking rocks at him for fun. Ooh. Not just him. And not just <laughs> him anymore. <laughs> okay, I'm going to run 20 feet ahead so I get to where I'm at. I think I can reach Alexander. Yep. Yeah, because Alexander was on pace with you at the start of your turn, so you can get up to him. Okay. Yep. Get up to him. I'll be like, uh, this is, what, the second time now? I'm not dead. I mean, you usually you wait, like, at least uh, two weeks. Three? Okay. And I'm going to hit him with Lay on Hands. All right. How much are you giving him? I'll give him... Shoot. I'll give him 20. Okay. Good. Oh, I wait. Think I actually, I think because Jacques going next, and I would hope he would hit him with something. So maybe I'll do 15. Okay. Okay. Yep, that's what I'll do. And then I'll just 
bonus action. Uh, bonus action. <gasps> Maybe um, don't do that again. And I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Alexander. Okay. Vesper is concentrating. So was I. And then the rocks came. (laughs) (laughs) Like, of course, of course, the one that doesn't have disadvantage is the one that hits. Like, it's unbelievable. All right, uh, that brings us to Jacques. Uh, Jacques will also run up beside you, Alexander, and he will cast Cure Wounds on you. Finish me off. I will say at third level. He'll accidentally cause wounds. Yeah. Wounds. Uh, that is 14 points of healing to you. Oh, double ones on the higher level. Are you kidding me? Ew. Uh, 14 points of healing to you, Alexander. Okay. And that is his turn. Taz. So to use the resources, the shapes, do you mm-hmm. just drag it onto the map or do you just click yep. it or just yep, drag just it? Just drag it onto the map. Oh, that's not good. And then you should be able to move it. All right, those things. I forgot about them. Mm Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay, still can only catch two of them. Sorry, which one one is... So the one down here is the one that's still slowed? Yep, uh, looking at it as you use twenty feet of your movement to come around the corner, Taz. Yep, you do oh, see sorry. that one of the, the one of the one of the giants is it is moving in slow motion, and that's the southeastern one. This one. Yep, the one. Yep, one at the bottom. All right, then that's not a damage spell, but uh, I'm going to use hypnotic pattern on the two that are in the box. And you need to make a DC 17 wisdom save. Okay, one second. Each creature in the area. Okay. Uh, should be really fun. hoping a 30 foot cube was actually bigger, but uh, DC 17. Well, let's make sure I did it right. It is actually 30 feet, yeah. Yep, 30. 30, yep, okay. Uh, two wisdom saves. DC 17. First one is a 15. That is a fail. Second one. Twelve. Both fail. All right. So both of these guys are charmed. Yep. Don't hit the two. Just worry about the one on the bottom. Okay. Trying to find a good, trying to find a good token for charmed. Uh, let's go with that one. Let's go with the eye. 
Okay. Uh, and Taz is also concentrating. Okay. Uh, Liberté. And yes, Liberté, that is fine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not doing it now, right now, anyway. Um, <clears throat> well, can't twin attack now because I don't want to wake anybody up. Um, yes, that's a little bit what I was going to do. I will. Yeah, Liberté, as you consider what to do, a giant burst of multicolored lights appears over two of the hill giants who just seem to stare up at the colors. Okay, uh, then I will... So I've got to move the 20 feet back. And okay. then... Another 20 feet to there. And so then this... Let me make sure I didn't mess up my range. Yep, he's about 50 feet. So the one that is slowed, I'm going to fire chromatic orb him. Okay. At level two. Level two chromatic orb. And I, I changed how I was doing my elemental affinity thing. I had created, like, duplicates of spells that had it, but I created a universal modifier. This is my first yeah. time testing that out. I think that works easier. So I got a 22, uh, and then 18 fire damage, plus 4 for elemental ability, and the higher level cast was a uh, natural 1 on the 8, so we're, our higher level castings aren't going great so far. Uh, but 22 definitely hits with his reduced AC. You are able to conjure forth this fiery blast, blast and hit him straight in the chest. <laughs> uh, for 23 points of damage. Move back to and next to Taz in my last 20 feet of movement. Uh, uh, there's no bonus action that I want to do. That's it. I'm done. All right. That brings us to Alexander after getting slammed with two giant rocks. What's the plan? I know what the plan was. As for what it is an entirely different thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Let me... I mean, I cast fly on myself. It doesn't think it does anything. Oh, through the violin? Yeah. I'm like... You know, splitting up, so then they're not just yeeting things at all of us. Yeah, look, it's time to break in the new thing. So, let's let's cast fly. Okay. On myself. Alexander grabs his violin, plays a little ditty, and uses charges to cast fly. And how far do I move with fly? I've got some of the spell stuff in front of me, but not all of it. Um, 60, 60 feet. feet. Uh, so I will use that to move with this thing that I totally know how to use. It's gonna. Mm, no. 
I'm gonna move up there, so. Okay, Alex Alexander up flies onto the up cliff and lands on top of the cliffside. And. Bonus action, I don't really have anything. So, I think I'm just gonna skip. Inspiration? Oh, I forgot you're yeah, not you... that kind of bard. <laughs> well, I am. I am that kind of bard, but it also is the thing that, like, keeps my AC high, and after he's getting slaughtered by rocks, might need it. So, we're gonna we're gonna hang on to it. You you also could cast a bonus action spell because you used the violin to cast the your first spell. I mean, I could use a bonus action spell anyway because I have the feet. But um, oh, well, there you go. I know, uh, and I, I might look. I'll just use healing word at level. Let's go level two at my on myself just to get myself back up. Okay. Because that was that was a massive hit that I took, and I just want to get back up that. Hey, it, every bit helps. Yeah. So yes. I'll take the six healing. As Alexander well knows, nine nine total. Nine. Alright, so we're, we're, we're sitting pretty again. And uh, that'll be my turn. Okay. That does bring us to the hill giants, uh, two of which are charmed, and they are incapacitated with a speed of zero. So they are effectively out of the fight for the moment. Um, the other one is going to move closer to all of you, but because it's slowed, can only get to there. Uh, so it will throw another singular rock. Um, Jacques is closest, so he will throw it at Jacques. Uh, 24 does hit for 19 points of damage. So picks up another giant rock and chucks it at Jacques and it hits him in the side. He holds up his shield as best he can, but still takes damage. Uh, at the end of the turn, he tries to save from the slow. What's your DC, Joe? 16. He saves from the slow. But that is the end of his turn. Vesper, you are now up. Alright. Well, I didn't like that he's throwing rocks at another friend, so I'm going to run up. Yeah, first uh... one's free after that. Yeah, I mean, it's Alexander, of course. Um, and I'm going to bonus action Misty Step and get right up to him. Okay. And then I'm gonna hit, hit. Go for it. Advantage. So. Natural 20, smite. Oh, this is going to be nasty. Oh, and you rolled so well on damage too. Okay, what level smite are you doing? Second level. Okay, so that is 6d8 radiant damage. Right. So, Vesper, with your first attack, you see it come up, and as it's running, it is running in slow motion. And at the end of its term, it saves from the slow and starts to move quicker, but 
it actually helps you because it starts to run faster. It almost runs directly into your blade as you misty step up to it and swing and just carve open its stomach for 40 points of damage. Nice. Second hit. Ah, that's uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That um, and and you put so much effort into it that your that your blade actually gets stuck in its stomach, and you have to and and have to pull it back out. So you're unable to get your second attack off, but you did a ton of damage to it. But what a consider a diet, man. And that's my turn. Okay. Jacques is up. Um. Uh, he will. Uh, I'll have him cast spiritual weapon as a bonus action. Uh, Twenty does hit. A giant spectral greatsword appears and whoosh cuts across its um, chest and upper torso for nine points of force damage. And then he can do a cantrip as his action. Uh, Sacred Flame. Fails, so it takes 12 points of radiant damage. 21 points of damage from Jacques on that turn. Nice. All right. Uh, this one is starting to look hurt now. There are scorch marks and gashes all over its thick, dark purple blood has been to <laughs> spill out all over its body down onto you, Vesper. Yeah. That brings yeah. us to Taz. So can I, can I see how the guy is being held there? Is it like his arm is like crushed and like under a rock or is he like tied up and hanging there? So so it, imagine sticking your hand in like two inches of your forearm into a hole in the side of a wall and then it just got crunched in and it's that's all you're Ooh. hanging from. Ah. <sighs> Shit. Okay. I was going to do something cool, but now I'll just do something Taz normal. Um, so I'm going to move up 10 feet. Taz light. Uh, Taz normal. It, it, so I'm going to cast Hexblade's Curse on this one. And then... Eldritch Blast him. Okay, go for it. Fourteen. Fourteen does hit. They do not have a very high armor class. Okay, so that's sixteen damage. And then... Twenty-one for seventeen, so thirty-three points of damage total. 
okay? You conjure up your first Eldritch Blast, Taz, and you actually hit it in one of the kneecaps, and it just bursts apart. And it's trying to stumble forward, but it can't as you fire your second Eldritch Blast straight into its mouth as it's roaring forward, and it just detonates on the inside. You see its eyes kind of bulge out before they go dark. And it falls to the ground. Oh. Yeah. So you get uh, for that. Yep. So, uh, sorry, that's twelve hit points back. But that's oh, that's regular hit points. So not hugely off then. And I think I want him as a specter, just in case. Okay. Um, Wait, I'm let, checking let that. Yeah, I'm checking that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. No, too. I can't because it has to be a humanoid. Yep, that's what, that's what I was going to say. I don't think it's going to work. It has to be humanoid. So, yep. fortunately. Okay. okay, so then I just tell everybody, uh, okay, now focus down one while I hold the other one and end my turn. If, if the guy wasn't looking so like held by the rocks I was going to dimension door behind the giants and and get to him and then use my pact uh, rod of the pact keeper to get me another spell level and dimension door back but I don't think I have the strength to help him out of the situation that he's in so I just keep doing what I know how to do blast he, he's also 15 feet up. So he's not like on the ground. He's like hanging in the air. So you wouldn't, you would have had to like hold on to him in order to stay with him up in the air, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So it's not like sloped and he was trying to like climb away and then they just like punched his nope, arm they, into the rocks. Okay. They stuck him there on purpose. Okay. It, it, it is like a vertical vertical cliff face, and he is literally just hung there by his broken arm. Okay. Then that ends my turn. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll step back. The balance of my movement. Yep. Go, Liberté. This other ridge to the south, how hard is that to get up? Um, it, it uh, Like all the other ones, it's about 20 feet up. So you have to you'd have to make an athletics check to climb. Okay. Um. So now they're stunned, so they're easy pickings. Yeah. I don't want to stand together in a big group just the same though, especially since if I hit one, he won't be stunned. Yep, and as a, as a reminder, melee attacks while incapacitated are auto crits. For anybody who might be interested. I was going to say, can you hold yeah. for that? Yeah. Um, so let me try to climb first. I'm assuming this is where it starts. Uh, yeah, sure. A anywhere along there is fine. Um, go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, athletics. Ooh, 19. Okay. Um... With, with your speed and your movement, um, I'll say you can easily get up to the top, Liberté. Um, okay. And have, like, 
15 feet of movement left. Out of my, out of my 60, right? Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, so I would just move another 15 down. And then I am going to ready, uh, let's say a level one chromatic orb, uh, to be fired at the next giant who takes damage. Got it. Uh, Alexander. Okay, so you'll say something that we get order crit if if we attack. The... Yeah, yeah. If you hit an incapacitated creature, it is an automatic critical. Okay. With well, melee. Yeah, yeah, with with melee attacks. Okay. Well, I still have fly active on me. So. But we only want to hit one at a time. Well, I was going to hit this one. I'm guessing you guys are looking at this one because you're closer. So. Yeah. That sounds like one at a time for me. Um, I am going to uh, dive off the edge of the cliff and I am going to come up to him and attack him with my sword. I have fly, so I probably won't hit the ground and hurt myself, but... No, you, you you can even allow yourself to go into like a mini free fall and then stop in midair and slice into him. Yeah, that's what I was going for. There, so we'll do that. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll your attack at advantage. It's this one, not the other side. Oh, garbage! <laughs> Unbelievably, that misses. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank, you, you, thank God he didn't cause damage then. Oh, that's you, all right. I have another attack. Yeah, he has another attack. So, uh, Alexander, you you you'd go into a free fall and immediately stop and do a little pirouette spin and slash at him, thinking it's going to look super super cool, but you miss him by about two inches. You're about two inches short. But on the bright side, um, hang on. Let me just do this before I say it. It did look at least super cool. With at least a 15 performance, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah, it, it, um, it, it, and, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and then I'll go for the next attack. Okay, advantage. Okay, well, you know. That's better. 23. Damage is not very good, but it is not. Uh, it, could be, it could be better. Um, I'll do a defensive flourish. If that's alright. So that is a, another D8 on top of that. Okay. Yep. Oh my god. Oh. Um, okay. I got one on that. Go ahead and roll two more d8 for the uh, weapon damage and your sword. Okay, well, that's a little better. Okay, so five, six, seventeen. Okay, did you also want to use the sword? I, I was just about to ask to do that. Yeah. So. Okay, so go ahead and uh, roll the sword damage, which is also doubled. So what's that again? That's another. Um, let me let me pull up the item real quick. Yeah. Uh, twice per long rest, you may also tap into the energy of the rage sword within the blade and add three d10 necrotic damage to a melee weapon attack that hits. So roll six d10, Alexander. Well, I can only do five at a time here, so we're gonna do five and one. I think we made up for it, but honestly, for six d10, it's kind of shit, but. Hey. Uh, 36 see, damage. 37. 37 damage. I can count. <laughs> oh. 
All right. So that's a oh, bit of damage. That's average. Uh, so 37 oh. plus, what did I say? 37, 40, 49, 49 plus 5 is 54. Imagine if I hit twice. Oh. 54 <laughs> points of damage. Yeah, not bad. I'll take it. That That is... That is almost like that is basically half his health. Nice. One strike. And I get what? Two um, extra AC because I got a one on the dice? Woo. Uh, yeah. Uh, one. You get, oh, you get one, one extra AC. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's so that you're point. at 19 right now, right? No. Oh, yeah, because you're extra. Yeah, yeah. So 19. Yeah. And I, hold on, I get I get to shoot now. Yes, you do. Before um, this giant finishes Alexander off, yeah, I <laughs> get to go. No, I, I I did my big damage. I'm now bowing my head, accepting defeat. And it's fire. <laughs> uh, I got an 18 on the attack roll. Yep, for a total hits. of 13 damage. Got it. All right. Uh, so all of you see Alexander come up with uh, the new newly dubbed Sword of Charles. And it almost does like looks like he does a practice swing on the first one, and he kind of looks over, does a finger gun and a little wink, and then actually carves into it on the second one. And the blade cuts through it with no resistance, and blood just be immediately begins to spill out, and dark veins of necromantic energy pulse into the big belly of this hill giant, and it cries out in pain. Um, yeah. That'll do it. Are you going to stay there, <laughs> Alexander, or are you going to fly away? Uh, I mean, does it get a yeah? It would get an attack if I flew if I fly away. Correct. Um, no, I I couldn't finish it in one hit. Uh, I I just stand there and I'm like, yep, your your turn. <laughs> okay, uh, it is the giant's turn. Uh, okay. It is the only one active. <laughs> So it is going to do uh, its multi-attack with two great club attacks on you. I tried my best. I have no regrets. <laughs> right, here's the first oh, one. I have a few. 15 to yeah. hit. Nope. All right. With, with your flight in front of its pace, it is just whoosh. It comes up uh, kind of straight up and down, and you're able to just fly about three inches backward, and it just whoosh goes right past. Second one. 14! Yeah. Well, it, 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 it is not used to hitting things in the air, and it is so confused, it is just flailing its club around wildly. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm weak to, to rock type, not not club type, so it's fine. Oh. <laughs> Alright. Uh, that brings us to Vesper. Cool. I'm gonna screw it around this dude. Sorry, I just had a brief coughing attack. I'm fine. And get 30 feet over here. Yep. And is this like a tree, a bush? Uh, that That's a tree. Okay. Does that give the giant half cover? Because I'm going to javelin. Oh, no. Uh, oh, you're going for the one on Alexander? Yeah. Um, no, you, you'd be fine. There's enough of him to the left of the tree where you, it wouldn't have cover. You'd, you'd be fine. But to be fair, some of that is on the ground. 
the tree trunk. Because Alexander cut it off. Come on. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was a lightsaber, but so it just cauterized All me. Right. I'll take my L and move on. Do it. <laughs> Go ahead, Vesper. Do it. Javelin. Get two of them. Let's see what you got. Dirty 20. <laughs> yeah, that hits. I, it would be cool to smite with a javelin, but I don't think I can. Oh, you can't. Fifteen. Both of those hit for seven and eight points of damage. You throw both javelins. Shoo, shoo. Both of them stick into one into his um, upper torso and the other into his leg. Okay. And I'll be like, uh, you, you can do it, Alexander. I believe in you. I think. No. Hmm. <laughs> Is that a no, paladin you... inspiration? Yeah, leave the inspiration to me. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the turn. Okay, that brings us to Jacques. Um, Jacques is going to move his spiritual weapon. He's not going to attack, though. He's going to just leave it there for the moment. And then with his action. Yeah, he's just going to sacred flame it again. Fail. That is another oh, seven wow. points of radiant damage. All right. That that hill giant is now looking rough. Taz. Okay. He is in my range. So I will just do a regular Eldritch Blast. 17 for 7 and 18 for 6. Oh, wow. Garbage damage rolls. A 2 and a natural. Somehow that didn't kill him. You fire so off two Eldritch Blasts. One gets him in the arm and the other gets him right in the chin. <laughs> <laughs> just roars out angrily. He's still standing defiantly. Everyone knows the chin is the strongest part. Come on. Alright. That brings us to Liberté. I guess I will level one Chromatic Orb again. Okay. I'm trying to see if I had something else I could do that had better odds of hitting, but we'll see. Uh, oh, 25. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you shoot off your chromatic orb, Liberté, and it actually goes inside the wound that um, the Sword of Charles made, and much like Ooh. Taz before, it detonates on the inside. <clears throat> it actually coughs out a little bit of smoke like the old cartoons before boosh, crashing to the ground. Nice. I coughed that. Oh. Bonus action or movement? Yeah, I'm going to move. Um, 30 feet. Uh, let's go. <clears throat> I'm going to go all the way to there. Okay. That's it. Uh, that brings us to Alexander. There's only one giant left, and it is currently still stuck in place. It's flat, slack-jawed. Well, let, let's see if I can beat that damage amount that we did before. So, I'm going to fly up. 
and then I'm going to spin towards it with my rapier out in front of me, as if to drill into it. Um, and so we'll... You, so you don't want to wait until after its turn? No. Okay. As I said, we, we accept we accept the responsibility and what comes next. <laughs> the, the idea is to drop it in one hit. <laughs> We're going to take the attack with advantage. 23, much better than before. Yes, that hits. Sweet. I'm going to do a defensive flourish, so... D8. And it was a crit, right? So do yeah. I do Auto crit, so do two more D8. One for two the weapon D8. and one for your flourish. Yep. Okay, so we're at 13, 21 right now. Now we're all 60, 10. Well, I didn't say I was going to do it, but I guess I, I will. I, I assume no, you <laughs> You're right. No, that's painfully average as well. Uh, that's actually well below average on 60. Yeah, like, well, I just assumed it was average because it's what I got before. But yeah, so that that's my damage. We did it. All right, uh, 27, 48. But thankfully, we have another attack, so it could be worse. All right, you slash into it, Alexander, for 48 points of damage. Just like before, blood just begins to spill out. Although this time it's not a horizontal gash so much as a straight in, in and out. So it's much, it's kind of like tapping a tree for sap. The blood just starts spilling out and boom, 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 boom. Ew. <laughs> okay. Um, so the next attack wouldn't be with advantage, would it? Correct. Wait, how much should I... I rolled four, so I'll just remember that for the AC. Um, and then I will take the next attack without advantage, because I don't really want to bring back Charles and have him get stopped, so... Natural oh. 20. Oh, another crit. We'll, we'll just crit again, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, okay, so... another ten points of damage. Nice. I think that's it from that. I don't think I have anything else to add to that this time. So, Okay. Uh, that does bring us to the last Hill Giant's turn, who is now conscious. Um, <clears throat> he picks up his giant club and is going to swing at each of you once. Alright. First one at Alexander. Ten. Whoops, that's a rock. Hold on, doesn't count. And I wasted and, 20. And thank God for that, because, like, I have a 24 AC, and I'm like, that feels wasteful. Oh. That is some bullshit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, my Great God, that would have killed me. <laughs> Great club. Here we go. See? Much 11 better. to hit, of course. Yeah, it doesn't. And the one at Vesper? 12. Nope. Thank you, Hill Giants. You were so great in this fight. They were at the start. They can only hit people when they can't see them. Essentially, yeah. yeah. The real rock stars. That was the only time they did damage in this fight, when Alexander was invisible. Jeez. Okay. I know, they did damage when they weren't supposed to, and now when they are, they're just like, nah. Alright. Vesper. He's not within five feet of me, is he? No, he's a ten. Yes, he is. Okay. 
Oh, yes? I'll get yeah. Sentinel then. Yeah, go for it. Yay. Reaction hit. If my page will load. There we go. 23 for 12? Yeah, that hits. Alright. As he strikes out at Alexander, you just slash through him once with your sword. Yep. And then I will proceed to smack smack him again. Wait, actually, I'm going to move around him to get into flanking position. That works. Go for it. Yep. Yeah, I should have done that with my fly, but it all worked out. It's <laughs> all good, it's all good. Alright, first hit. Ooh, 22. Yep, hits. Yep. And second hit. 22 again. Both of them hit. Whew, he's looking real hurt, guys. You have completely messed them up in a matter of seconds. Uh, back to Jacques. Uh, he will... Spiritual uh, weapon as bonus action. Which hits for 12. And because it works, Sacred Flame again. fail. Radiant fire bursts around it just as Jacques' spectral sword slices through it. It's bleeding from the neck. It's gurgling and bubbling, but still managing to stand. Taz, it is your turn. Okay, I'm gonna move this way. Line it up point my hand directly at it and Eldritch blast them. 16 for 7 and 19 for 6 so 13 damage. Again, you garbage. Didn't even roll. need the second one. What's your finishing touch, Taz? I summon that black spectral energy and I carefully aim at his knees to clip him and make him crumple down to the ground. And then with the second bolt, I hit it squarely in his forehead so that he falls back away from Vesper and Alexander. And then I tell everyone to run and go help the guy. Uh, this is this something that is possible to acrobatics and jump? Yeah, yeah. You, you you would get an acrobatics check if you jumped. So wait, with the boots of speed, just can't you just like run in the air real fast, like the cartoons, <laughs> so that you keep afloat? <laughs> Maybe if you find an enhanced version called the winged boots. Um, yeah. Go ahead and make an acrobatics check, Libertad, as you leap down onto things. the ground below. Uh, uh, I got a 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's enough. You, you only take okay. a D six worth of damage. Okay. You only take three. Okay. 
So you land hard, kind of twist your ankle a little bit, but it's not nothing you can't shake off over the rest of the day. You okay. sprint over, and you see him still dangling from his forearm about 15 feet up, and you do just hear, oh. Does this seem like something that would have been easy for the giants to put him there? Like they probably didn't have a hard time doing it? Correct. Um, so I have a fourth level spell that I can use to get him down unless somebody has a better idea. I mean, I can just fly up there and help him. You can lift the rock? Yeah. Well, why don't... Probably not. Why don't, Alexander, you go up there, grab him so he doesn't, like, fall? Yeah. Really putting a lot of faith in my plus one strength. Sorry, minus one strength. Uh, if I drop him, he's already had a bad day. So. Maybe you're flying. How heavy okay. is a rock? Um, I mean, th th there's a rock there to like help keep him in, but it's not like um, it's not like he's on underneath a boulder. Okay, so Vesper could handle this. If she could right. get up there somehow. Yeah. Um, I could climb or... Yeah, I will... I will twin fly on Jacques and Vesper. Or that. That works too. So now we've got three people who can fly. Okay. Three of you fly up to him. What's the plan? I'm glad you asked. Well, <laughs> is not he sure. awake? <laughs> Conscious? He is moaning, and he seems to be fading in and out of consciousness. Can me and Jacques lift the boulder and, like, somehow catch him? I don't know if that's going to quite work. We have uh, someone else who has fly. Alexander? I'm flying. Get off. Okay. If he falls, catch him, okay? No, but look, I don't really... Okay, sure. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, I'll lightning lure him. But you've been warned. I don't like the sounds of that, but okay. Yeah, well. And we'll lift the rock. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make your check with... Uh, an athletics check with advantage, Vesper. Jacques is helping you. Play two. Okay. Very slowly, Vesper and Jock, inch by inch, slowly rift the rock. And Alexander, as you're holding him there in place, you feel the poundage on his left arm loosen, and you are able to pull it out. And it's essentially a mangled mess. Basically, everything about two inches above his wrist is flattened and smashed. If it is not healed and healed quickly, it would almost be better amputated. And you gag a little bit, just from the sight of it. Mm, it's kind of gross. Uh, when you say healed immediately, you don't mean like using healing word on him and being like, yeah, you'll be right. You mean like better than that. 
I mean, right. it, every little bit will probably help, but it's going to need some very intense... Focus. I'll give him a level 3 healing wood. Okay, that, that'll at least stop the bleeding until someone can help him someone out once you get down the ground. Yep. Yeah, come down the ground. I'm trying to access this panel. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it in a second. Are we on the ground now? Uh, yeah, Alexander is floating down with him as he's kind of like, like patting him on the head saying, you got this, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> you're, you're fine. Okay. Cool. okay. So a total of 14 okay, points of healing. And I mean, for a regular person, it's not bad. So. Alexander slowly lays him down on the ground. You all kind of begin to crowd around him. Uh, I could try something, I think. Me and Jacques could try something at the same time. Maybe that would help. What are you thinking? Yes. Yeah, teamwork. Faster teamwork. is better. Yep, I'm going to lay on hands him for 20 points. Okay. Um, Jacques will cast his fourth level spell. For... Let me see, is there anything? I'll cast fly on him. No, he's just going to do a fourth level of cure wounds. Okay. So that's 60 so points Jacques. Sixty points of healing in total? Yeah, uh, Vesper gave him 20. That is 26. 46. And plus then... another 14, yeah. so that's 40. No. 20 plus 26 is 46 plus Alexander's 14 is 60. That's math. Yep. I, I'm i smart. <laughs> Alright, so I leave it up to everyone else. Okay. Um, so all, all of you cast your healing spells. Um, Vesper, are you trained in medicine? I do not know. Okay, uh, Jacques is going to also make a medicine check to try to help set the bones a little bit. I have a healer's kit if that helps. Uh, okay. He uses some <laughs> of the supplies. It doesn't really affect the check, but it makes okay. it look a little better. All right. Unless anyone else is proficient in medicine. Nope. Nope. That's yep. nine. Okay. But he's supposed to be good at this. Yeah. Natural too. Um, it's a little, a little late to try to save some of the fingers. So Jock just bandages it up as best he can for now, and we'll see how that plays out after he wakes up. What can be saved and what can't. Well, we did all good. But he just continues to lay there unconscious. Should we bring him back to the road? Yes. I mean, we're heading towards the town, so 
So wait, so three of you can fly. I still have a spell slot left so I can cast fly at fourth level on Liberté and I so we can fly either up and over the ridge or back the way we came, but not through the sharp, jagged rocks and stuff. Carrying him. We could do that. Sure, I I think we should get away from here in case other giants show up, so... I mean, we have strong, strong people that can fly. They could just pick people up and we don't have to waste spell slots, but... That's true. Not me, but everyone else. I guess we already have to carry a body, though. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess Liberté and I will investigate the corpses of the hill giants to see if there's anything interesting and or valuable, and then if not, then catch up to the rest by casting a new casting of fly. Okay. Um, either both of you make investigation or one of you with advantage as the three fly away carrying the body of the unconscious man. Like uh, Superman? <laughs> Which is like carry like what was 22 on investigation. Like you can if you want, Vesper. Uh, okay. Yeah. Taz, you, you look over the three bodies. Um, you find three very large great clubs that are way too big for any of you to use. You find three very dirty, very soiled loincloths that don't really have too much of interest to you. And in this general area, which appears to be sort of their home base, you find a total of 21 gold pieces and eight silver. Okay, so then I will then cast fly on Liberté and I, and then we'll follow where the group went to. Okay. It's, it's not difficult using your fly spells. You all easily make it back to the road with Wild Step waiting for you, Vesper. Okay, boy, I got a load for you, and I'm holding the body. Oh, that's, uh, what, what, what happened to him? Um, giant. Oh, I've, I've seen those guys. They're real nasty. I wouldn't go near them if I didn't have to. You've seen them in the plane you came from before? I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I have like a a memory, but it's not really a memory. But I know I've seen them before. He just kind of shrugs his horse shoulders and lets the thought go. I want a picture of get a horse shrugging his shoulders. I, I can see it. Stands up his back feet and shrugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> So how late in the day is it now? Uh, it's middle, mid-afternoon. Mid-afternoon. Okay, so Vesper, you and our our new adopted 
rescue E are going to ride Wildstep and we'll just walk as far as we can till we need to stop for the night. Yep. Sorry, I'm eating. Okay. <laughs> I'm very hungry. At a time like this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You all continue for the rest of the day. Nothing else out of the ordinary seems to occur. Every now and then you do pass some travelers on the road. Kind of give your unconscious man a weird look. Don't say anything and speed up their pace a little bit. Do other people just not help people they find injured at the set of roads? And not often. It is that kind of world. Um... Yeah, so the giants didn't have much in the way of possessions, so you know we have a little, very little coin from that. Um, hopefully our new friend wakes up and figure out how he got trapped by them. But we should just keep making our way Downtown. Yeah, to the town. Moonum. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you start camping? Before we start camping? No. No. You guys find a suitable spot for the tent to, uh, the next night? Set it up and are able to carry your unconscious friend inside? Is is he like a human or is he some other? Uh, it, it is a human man. Human man, got it. He hasn't woken up yet. Nope. And you have placed him on the fainting couch because it's appropriate. <coughs> uh, I guess I'm back to kitchen duty again. Yeah. Vesper, I didn't buy any extra plates. I didn't know you were going to invite guests. Sorry. I I feel like you should know me by now. And that I always do that. Yeah. I guess the next town. Mm. You can have my plate. Yeah, let's... we'll, We'll let him eat out of one of the bowls. That's unacceptable. Oh. Not this lifetime. <laughs> Did you want to say something, Joe? Well, I have, I have two things. First of all, can Wild can Wildstep not fit inside? He, he he would have to like get down through the tent. Does Vesper have the ability to like poof him out and poof him in? I would have to use a theoretically. Spell. She could resummon him inside the tent if she wanted. Okay. There's no point to that. All right. The other thing is now I want to look around this tent and figure out if I think that we could get a wagon and then put the tent on the back of the wagon and basically have an RV. <laughs> For a trip. I mean, it might work. 
we could get like a custom built cart. That one I'm gonna have to actively think about. <laughs> Push it all the boundaries. It doesn't say how big it is on the outside. Well, we can see. I mean, it's got a size. I, I'm just, yeah, I was just looking at the magical item to say, you know, whether it's theoretically possible. My, my, my brain is being pulled in two different directions. One, I think that's cool. It's a great and creative idea, and I love that. Two, it could be game-breaking, and I don't <laughs> know if it is or not, so I have to think about it. Right. Right, because we could like have so many people in the tent while we're moving. Right. Oh, yeah. Resting while moving would be easy. Yeah. Could, for, we, could we though? Like, would it shake though with the wagon? For for the ease of it and my own sanity, I'm gonna say no. It has to be staked in the ground to work. That is a very creative idea, and I very much appreciate it. Fantasy it RV. Fun. It could have been like Ben 10, going all around the country in the RV. So I guess we just try to see if we can wake this guy up, eh? Uh, I think, I think like you're supposed to wet a rag and like put it on his forehead in this case. I'm going to throw a cat at him. There's a sink. That's okay. There's a sink with water, running water. Do, do we have cloth? I bought extra blankets. I guess you can cut one of them up. See, those came in handy. Oh, and one was supposed to be for a wild step for you to rub him down at night. Oh, thank you. I'll take a blanket and rip it. Put it down. Put it on our guest. Okay. After taking care of him for most of the day and now kind of wiping his face off and getting some of the blood and grime and dirt slowly very slowly over the next few hours as you all get to prepare for bed he uh, eyes slowly flutter open uh, 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 looks up at both you and Liberté standing over him hiya shit he's gonna assume he's in hell where am I? Who are you? Um, you're in a tent. Um, I'm Vesper. Liberté. Some other people around and about. We saved you from some giants. You killed the giants? Yep. All of them. All gone. Oh. Thank the god! And as he goes to wipe his brow, he he sees his heavily bandaged, basically gone left hand. What the? <laughs> and he starts to hyperventilate. It's okay. It's okay. Breathe. Uh, I'm gonna breathe. roll a con save. We will rebuild stronger than the original. And he <laughs> passes out. On the fainting couch. Perfect. Oh damn! I have to go put the scoop back on the stove now. Who would any of the cards fix this? Just. <laughs> We're 
He has to draw it himself. Okay. And he can't do it with his left hand. Perhaps when we keep watch tonight, somebody needs to take shifts watching him. So, double shifts, sort of. So maybe Taz and I do the outside, Jock and Vesper as the Healy people do the inside? Yeah, that makes sense. Woo, not off. The other night too. I know. <laughs> Reveling is a double night off. I mean, I, I, could, I could technically watch both. I could just put Charles and have him sit on him, and then I can watch outside and inside at the same time. Do you have a dark? Do you have dark vision again? <laughs> Through Charles. What? While no, he holds only Charles. if he's summoned, I have it. Oh yeah, you're right. Dang it. All right. Well, I'll, if you want I'll to take an out. outside shift, you can. I'll go outside. I have no problem with that. Vesper, there's some soup on top of the stove for him if he wakes up. All right. What kind of soup? Chicken with vegetables. No noodles. Why did you hesitate? I was looking <laughs> at... Is it really the, chicken? Yes, I was looking at... The choice. Was it was like, oh, beef is probably a terrible soup, and I... Not that. All right. Thank you, Taz. All right. You guys go about your duties. The folks taking watch, take watch. About a half an hour later, Vesper, he does oh, slowly come back to consciousness again. Okay. Look at me. Look at me. Don't just look at my face. What the hell happened to my arm? Well... Do you, what do you remember exactly? How did you, what do you remember? Let's start with that. The giant smashed it. Oh, right. That hurt. That hurt a lot. He kind of slowly just glances down at it before looking away and takes another quick glance. And slowly, over a period of five, ten minutes, gets used to the fact that he's probably going to lose his left hand. I mean, it was worse. Could have lost the whole arm. Could have died. You lot hadn't got me. Um, yeah, you, and you didn't. That, that is a positive way to look at it, yes. So what happened? Uh, uh, he kind of sits up a little bit. Do you have any water? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And I'll go in. Taz got cups, right? Yep. In the kitchen. Some, some, some red solo cups. Yeah, I'll get him some water. Yeah, you go to the, the tap and get him some water and bring it back. 
He hungrily drinks it. That was very... That, that was convenient timing for me, personally. Um, he drinks it. Uh, uh, I, uh... I knew I shouldn't have trusted him. I had a person I was trying to meet with. That's where he told me to meet. That's kind of a weird spot. What were you meeting about? He kind of gives you an eye, Vesper. Stuff? Does it really matter? I mean, we saved your life, so... Explanation would be nice. Make a persuasion check. Natural Not one. Me. Look, I appreciate what you did, but I don't think it's really any of your business what I do. I mean, he's technically right. It's not very nice, but he is right. I mean, some person backstabbed you apparently but alright well to be honest it's not a very uncommon occurrence in my line of work but um, this one I I thought was a good contact someone I could trust apparently not but he sent me there. He told me specifically where to go, how far out of town, where the crevice was. He knew those giants were there. He tried to kill me, bastard. Oh man, I want—I so badly want to know why, but okay. Yeah, something uh, smells dirty in Moonham. Every town we go to. <laughs> I mean, you guys got something against Moonham. Never been there. We just hit the bad streak. Yeah. I feel like Wataka is a very complicated place. Eh. I've never found it that complicated. Well, you haven't heard about what happened in Dragon Harbor yet. I heard there was some kind of uproar some kind of incident we had some yeah, uh, exactly. folks come through a couple weeks back saying something about dwarves something where were they on their way to i'm shouting from the entrance of the tent he's really secretive he won't tell us shit for some reason he kind of gives you a glare lever to well, I don't know. I mean, we've saved people in the past, and they weren't all like, oh, I'm not going to tell you anything about myself. I mean, it's really weird, man. I'm sorry. It's just been a little bit of a rough day. He gets up on his elbow and reaches up his right hand. Up to you, Liberté. Name's Jalen Matfoot. Better? My name is Liberté. Um, just Liberté. Pleasure to meet you, Liberté. 
but as I was saying, we, we had some Dragonborn come running through Moonham a couple weeks back, saying something about dwarves attacking. They, as far as I can tell, they're still in the city. Most of them were looking for shelter, a place to stay for a while. It was mostly a misunderstanding. Uh, that's all solved now. Well, that's good. Maybe they can leave. Yeah, they probably can. Um, we're the wild cards. We are problem solvers. Um, and uh, it sounds like you've got the problem. And Vesper is just trying to help you. So she's not so much prying as she is trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I don't care what you do, as long as you're not killing people. But other than that, I don't really care. Oh, see, there's the problem. <laughs> yeah, there's the problem. I already travel with a known... child killer, so that's cool. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> a known attempted child killer. I'd make a persuasion with this man, sleeper attack. Okay. Can't believe you... You just told a stranger we just met that you are traveling with a known child killer. I was I... joking, to be fair. <laughs> this guy definitely doesn't know that. Uh, persuasion. Okay. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I really got to lie more often. Um, I So that ability that I have, just a second here. I don't know. You make an ability check that fails... You can spend one sorcery point to re-roll the d20. Okay, did I fail? Um, you didn't technically fail, but I'd still allow you to re-roll if you wanted to get a better a better score. Okay, so I only have to roll one d20 though, right? Correct. Yeah, you spend one sorcery point and get one d20. <sighs> Problem is, I have to use the result, so hopefully it's not worse. But well, the seven, so. I rolled a five. Uh, so I got a nine. Okay. He, 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 he looks up at, at both of you. Look. I was out here trying to make a contact with a client. Potential client. Man sells drugs. Leave him alone. Well, I wasn't going to put it in such... Obvious terms, but seeing as how you folks travel with child killers, you're probably on the same level That's as me. Attempted. Eh? did. Oh. Hi. That's all I need. We're all in the same game, then. <laughs> oh, wait. You are yeah. a murderer? No. He's a drug dealer. He just he just admitted to, like, being on the same page as a child killer, and I was joking. Yeah. Uh, I, would say, I would say dealing drugs... Deal, oh, dealing drugs okay. and attempted child kill is about the same. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I don't have anything against drugs. Anyone else? Eh. Never here nor there. Worst part is now I can only hold one blade. Guess I'm going to have to learn to use a shield in order to backstab that bastard. Hey, Vesper, maybe add that to the list, by the way. Drugs? Yeah, okay. Great. <laughs> Add it to the list. Um, if you don't mind me asking, where the bloody fuck are we? 
We're in a tent. Yeah. Yeah. You bullshit. Where the fuck are am I? In a tent. I don't believe you. I can carry you out and show you if you want. Oh, please do. Yeah, and I'm going to carry him. Right. This guy no. won't tell us. If oh. he, he, he tries to like wiggle out of your arms, but your grip is, your grip is way too strong, you just manhandle him out yeah. towards the front of the tent. Taz, you see Vesper carrying your new friend towards the mouth of the tent. Did he need fresh air or something? Why isn't he laying down? He's fine. All right, go on. Look. Go. Be free. You 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 actively carry him out the front of the tent and spin around and let him see. Oh my gods, we really were in a fucking tent. All right, I'll um. Where are we in relation to to Moonham right now? I think we're about a day out. Yeah, day out. You're about a half a day. Half a day. Out. Half a day. Huh. All right then. I suppose you um folks won't mind if I crash with you in your super cool tent. Uh yeah, sure so long as you don't try and steal anything, because if you do, then well we get to roast you alive. You should tell us a little bit more about what's going on because if, like, we bring you into the town and then there's, like, a gang or something that wants to kill you and you survived and then we're responsible, it's going to be trouble for us and that'd be kind of bullshit. And, like, if that happens, I'm just going to fucking kill you. Okay. Both Taz and Liberty make intimidation checks. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm with them, so. <laughs> 21. I understand. You, you gotta do what you gotta do. 17. Okay. <laughs> he kind of like actively tries to get out of Vesper's arms like a fish trying to get back into the water and is able to eventually get free. Look, look, look uh, I, I ain't looking for trouble. I'm, I def, I ain't gonna steal from you. You folks just kick some giant ass. I, I think I'm gonna be that much of a fool. Uh, three giant ass to be more accurate. Asses. Yes. Yes. And that definitely. Um and I'm not I'm not really wanted per se. I was trying to, you know, find a contact outside the city, a way to move some product. Wasn't successful. Obviously. This guy was so he does he's not from Tunum. Moonham. No, it sounds like he is. He, he, he's from Moonham and was trying to, um, from what you've gathered, he was trying to get make connections with someone from outside the city who asked to meet at that crevice and get him killed for some reason. Oh, man, he's dealing with the bar. How do you know that? I don't know. You're dealing with the bar, aren't you? The bar. Yeah. What, uh, what bar? Crap! I don't have the name of the place written down. We never found out what the name was. 
I mean, you never, you never got a name. We got the name of the bartender. Did you guys get into a bar? Oh wait, gambling. No, it, no, it was complicated. The, the gambling pit where they have fights. Right? I need no place like that in Moonham. The most popular tavern in Moonham is the Crescent Knight. It ain't got nothing like that. Alright. Right. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. I can gonna... barely hear you, by the way, Kat. You're really, you're really quiet. I whispered that. Um... Okay. <laughs> Uh, he seems to be sufficiently scared of Liberté and Taz that he does not want to chance lying at the moment. Fair. And the bartender, have you heard of somebody by the name of Dax? <laughs> not around here. I grew up I've been growing up in Moonham my whole life. I never had no one by that name. Okay, because we're very good at eventually finding out lies. And, well, I don't take kindly to that. I have the lovely spell that would cause you lasting psychic damage until the moment of your death. So, thank you for being honest. All right. Um, where am I supposed to sleep tonight? Plenty of room in the tent. Whoa. He, he, he like points from one room to the other, waiting for direction. Back in the tent, go left. Yeah. I mean, I will. I don't think he's that bad. Oh, all right, I'm, I'm just going to go to bed now. And he pointedly gets up and starts walking as fast as possible away from all of you towards the room. Uh, wait, I... What a question. Give you one question before you leave. Okay. As he's like walking past Jacques, you like stick a hand out and stop him. I pull out a book and I show the picture of uh, uh, the drawn uh, drawn picture of uh, I don't remember the name because I didn't write the name but I, I, the only thing I wrote down was owner of Vampire's Nectar from the ship. Uh, Janine? Janine? Trudelic? Yeah, I showed a picture of a... Do you recognize this woman? Okay. He looks at your drawing. No? Should I? Oh. Just wondering. Oh, just, just so in case you, you don't remember, uh... I think, uh... I don't remember the role... Oh, God, I wrote the role on hand. I might... <clears throat> Just wondering. Okay. Bye. He, he, he runs and then jumps into one of the beds. I told him to go to the left. Is that not the left? He did go to the left. No, as he's coming back in the tent. Okay, whatever. Taz goes and drags him out into the <laughs> other room. 
Then I cast Phantasmal Killer on him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The window's locked in there, right? He can't, like, get out. I don't know how he could get out. There's no exit there. The windows don't open. Yeah. All right. So... We've got a... What what are they called again? Drug dealer. Hostage? No, not now. Like, the in-between guy, you know? (laughs) Middleman. The (laughs) middleman. Nice. I mean, I'm going to turn to leave terms of that. You know, we could, like... If you wanted to really do drugs, we could probably get some from him. Are you you really concerned? Oh, I I don't want it. Uh, I don't think any one of us. Uh, Or, well, not all of us. I look at Alexander, but what one? Liberty wants some. I've already gone into the room where he's sleeping. (laughs) Right, I could use a drink. I I mean, I. I'm happy enough to save this guy. I don't really care about him in particular now that he's been saved, but I'm just worried that we're going to go into town and he's going to be like, get us in trouble. But whatever. I mean, do we need to keep him around? I mean, we we literally showed up into town once and then, like, got attacked for no reason. Showing up like, oh, we brought back your drug dealer. Uh, which town? The first town. Maybe he's good for the economy. Yeah, what if we bring him back and they're like, yay, our drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a D&D quote right there. I'm pretty sure a man of his occupation is discreet with what he does. Yeah, probably. Unless Moonham's like Crime Town Central. Well, we don't know that, do we? I mean, we could ask him. Do you have Zone of Truth, Jacques? Uh, no, I do not. I, 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 I don't assume Vesper would. I don't have it. Vesper doesn't have much luck with that spell. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. No, normally, I don't really question my. Uh, I don't really question. Well, I mean, it's just. Do we really care about the rest of his answers? I mean, his story makes enough sense. Um, it'd be nice to know why this guy was trying to kill him. He says he doesn't know, but he also says he shouldn't have trusted him. So it's like, he must have had some indication that it was a bad idea. I mean, hmm. Well, you can always suggest them again, or cast suggestion if you wanted. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, I think you guys kind of scared him shitless, so like, I think... Apparently not, he still hasn't given us all the answers, but I go back to guard duty. True. Maybe, maybe we need to be like extra nice to him tomorrow morning. 
Or extra mean. No, sort of like... Double down. Uh, <laughs> good guard, bad guard. <laughs> good so, guard, so bad you, guard. So we tried to pry more information from it. Such as what you say. Uh, well, I don't know. Do we... I mean, it would it'd be nice if he gave us a name at least, right? Right, of who this... So we would know to who, look out, who to look out for. Yeah. Right. And then we could, like, bop him, you know, and be like, oh, regards from Jalen, and then, like... Right. Well, he, I mean, and he could pay us, too. <gasps> oh, wait, we're not hitmen. Um, we are, but... We'd be bounty hunters. I, I think you'll find anyone's a hitman for the right price. Oh, wait, I'm not there. <laughs> bounty hunters. Bounty Hunter sounds much better. I kind of feel like that's the same thing. We're an adventuring party, which automatically makes us mercenaries. Okay, I feel like merc... I've never considered the difference between these terms before. Right! Um, from what I believe, Bounty Hunters are considered... I guess you could say they work for guilds or... Kingdoms outside of the other kingdom. I don't know. It really depends. We don't work for anybody but us. I mean, then we generally try to do the right thing. Um, right. And I'm very proud of all of us for doing mostly good. Most of us. And I'll shoot a glance towards the room that Alexander's in. So this guy, like, sent Jalen, like, out to be tortured and killed by giants. Sounds like a bad guy, right? Yeah, that's that's such a dick move. Was that their intention, though? Do you have an alternative? I don't know. I completely forgot. Must be the wine. Well, um, so... Don't know if that was the intention. I just don't know what else. You s- tell somebody I'll meet you here and then send them to a giant nest. What the other intention could be, but I don't know. I gave it my shot, so. I mean, in my experience, and this isn't like a total. Um, review of all people like these kinds but uh criminals kind of tend to be dicks i mean you you say that but like most of the people with authority we've met have been dicks yeah i kind of feel like it's uh sort of a scale like there's authority figures who are dicks and there's criminal people who are dicks and so like i don't know my gothic was a bit of a dick but was he considered criminal uh, mm. oh. May he rest in peace. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, my experience comes from a kid I knew who is a jerk. And while this guy doesn't exactly give off the same vibes as him, maybe the guy who set him up will. I mean, again, it could be all coincidence. I mean, we did go to Dragon Harbor, and coincidentally, it was under siege. 
Okay. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> I guess the question is, what else do we want to know from him, if anything? Okay. We I want a name, we're... right? Yes, we want a name. We want to know how big of a threat he might be, so he doesn't come back and bite us in the ass. Right? Sure. Who's who's got a bigger organization? Right. Or if we go there, he's just gonna. Well, he's probably not gonna be happy that we saved the guy who's supposed to die. Oh, and when he says that this guy's from out of town, does he mean Sand's Cradle, or does he mean like, you know, a mile outside of town? Uh, guess we ask him that? Yep, tomorrow. Do we know what this person looks like? We don't, don't know anything. We don't know anything. It's so much easier if this man was... The least bit helpful? Yes. Yes. <sighs> Can't do no. Yep, best case scenario, it's not something we need to get involved in at all. Unless any one of you have anything to, like, pure dreams. I mean, I've, I've heard of such things. I don't know if any one of you can do. No? Well, uh, What'd you say? I'm sorry. Uh, pure into other people's dreams. No. Oh, no. What? No, that's. Incredible invasion of privacy. What? <laughs> I love that. I love that reaction. Uh, I was just wondering if anyone here had the ability to if, do that. <clears throat> Sorry, if anyone but... has that ability, never look into my dreams. I swear, if you do, I might have to break my oath. Whoa! That's tempting. Two more, two more levels. <laughs> Taz is gonna go into Vesper's dream, but make himself look like Alexander. Yeah. Oh, I, I was like, Honestly, like, what kind of joke are you making there? I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> okay. Everything has to be my fault, one way or another. So. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Bed? Bed. Bed. I have a few more drinks. Uh, Who, someone. Who's got second watch? Yeah. I'll uh, take second watch. You can't see at night. Who's got second watch? I have a light spell. You've been drinking. Who's on next watch? I'll take it, okay? Thank you, Vesper. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and make a perception check, Taz. Fifteen. Josh? Okay. Um... You you take your watch, and nothing too out of the ordinary seems to occur. Although, as the night progresses, the wind does begin to pick up significantly. 
and it, there is heavy cloud cover. So the temperature is beginning to drop even further than it usually does. Burr. And then I wait for Vesper. And then, yeah, then I'll come in and go to sleep myself. Oh, balls, this is cold. What the hell? I go back. I give Vesper a blanket. Oh, I miss Saluba. <laughs> okay, and I'll take my watch. Okay. Your watch starts, Vesper. And as your watch progresses, a rather large downpour begins. Oh, this sucks. Due to the heavy rain and cloud cover, you don't hear or see too much out the front of the tent. Can I head out the tent? You can go stand outside if you want. Uh, yeah, I will. Okay, where are you going? Uh, just going to take, uh, like, uh, ten feet and just look around, see if I see anything. Okay, make a perception check. Okay. That is a natural 20. Nice. You don't see too much other than the growing mud around you as the rain continues. Is Wildstep out here in the rain, my poor baby? He is. No. He's just every once in a while <laughs> shakes it off. Do you want to like come in the tent, boy? Uh, I don't think I can fit through there. It, it, it's a pretty tiny opening. I just feel bad. I don't want you out here. Oh, it ain't so bad. It's a free bath. Mm, I haven't had one of those in... You haven't had a bath in a while? No, not since we left, and also quite a while. Where we left. Also, oh, that's what that smell is. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You know what? You're the first one to ever said that. I thank you. It's a smell of hard work and traveling and adventure. Yeah, right? I know, you know, it feels so nice to have someone who, like, understands me. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. I don't know if the others really get it sometimes. Get what? <laughs> Just, like, I don't know how it's about living in the moment. 
I mean, every moment's a moment. Don't you gotta live it? I, I agree completely, even though I don't understand. Yes. Like. Desperate from behind you, you hear someone making a noise. Behind me where? From the mouth of the tent. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll look. You you turn around and see your new friend, uh, Jalen, kind of huddled over in the mouth of the tent with a look of apprehension on his face. What's up? Hey, um... Is, is there a bathroom in here somewhere? I really don't want to go out in this rain. Oh, I thought the same thing, but unfortunately you're going to have to become acquainted with Mother Nature. Oh. Okay. And... I mean... <sighs> He takes several deep breaths, wraps his bandaged arm up in as much cloth as he can to keep it out of the the wet rain, and begins squelching off towards the nearby tree line. Do you need me? I can like hold my cape up for you, so as you do your business. I, I'm good. A little bit of privacy would be appreciated. Uh, I fr- I'm afraid I can't allow that to happen Mm. why not he's staring he's he's, he's standing in the rain now his hair is starting to get sopping wet water's dripping down his face he's just kind of like why can't you let me go pee look on his face (laughs) I mean you can't go pee but I kind of have to be there as weird as that sounds because I'm a little afraid for your safety, there could be more giants, perhaps, around. I'm, I'm literally going to go 15 feet over there and go take a pee. And you what if there's need... a giant waiting for you? Then I think we're all dead. No, you took three or five. But you, on the other hand, have one hand. I really want to pee, please. And he's, he's like starting to cross his legs now. I won't look. Yeah, just just go stand in the mouth of the tent, please. <laughs> oh, wait, I know what to do. Hey, uh, Wild Step. Yeah. Can you accompany this man while he goes... Your horse talked. Yeah, he does Why that. did your horse talk? He's a magic horse. Ah. Uh-huh. And he's a boy, so you won't have any problem. No, I won't. And he starts okay. walking towards you, Vesper. And he pushes past you into the tent. <laughs> Did you go? Just walks past you, doesn't look you in the eye. Walks back into the tent. 
mean, you'd, you'd think he's never met a talking horse before. Um, make a perception check as he walks by. Okay. This is so stupid. Did he pee himself? It's a 19. There definitely is some pee smell as he walks past you. It was the horse, yep. <laughs> Does make me wonder if we could just pee wherever we want and then press the digitate it. Please don't. <laughs> we try it for science. The rest of your watch, nothing odd happens. Don't you dare use my kitchen sink. And as the sun rises behind a wet, rainy sky the next morning, your long rest completes. And we will end the session here, ready to enter Moonham. <laughs>